What's up, everybody? Welcome to Across the Stars. I'm your host. My name's Christian, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Matthew. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. You're hope welcome. You're, uh, hope you're doing good. I'm good, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> today, we're going to talk about a variety of things, mostly how Star Wars relationships are terrible. But first, um, I wanted to bring up an interesting point of something that, that I thought of, because um, I did like a little podcast by myself a couple weeks ago for this, just talking mm-hmm. about approaching art and everything like that. And how, uh, you know, we, we, you and I have discussed it as well. Like, you know, it's an, it, it's very subjective and, and different people come to different conclusions watching the same things because we have our own perspectives. Yeah, trans- it transcends. <clears throat> right. Yep. So um, it really bugs me when people say things like, oh, if you watch Star Wars and you didn't and, and you rooted for the rebels and you don't understand why people are, are doing things now and blah, blah, blah. Like you didn't get Star Wars. And it's like, dude. I get what you're saying, but that's your interpretation, which is fine and valid, but it doesn't have to be everyone's. And, and you know, as as a t- Tolkien enthusiast myself, and I'm sure you are as well. Yep, like, I'm reading Lord of the Rings right now. You know, th- there's this understanding that uh, approaching art as, as something that is applicable to the real world is great, but approaching it as something that is an allegory for the real world is really stupid. Like mm-hmm. personally, I think so. If you guys like allegory, you know, you know, problems, you know, I just think that it, it makes things very uninteresting. Um, yeah. Well, for me, it, it's it's just like people online talk like there's a right, like you said before, like that there's a right way to consume media, you know, and there's no one right way. Like there is no one good idea or one thing that you can pull from any sort of consumed media that is like the right thing to think about it you know right it's just not that's just fundamentally not how art works and I, I i don't think i've ever met a single artist that would tell you that like oh if you don't learn exactly this about my song like man is you know it's yeah, like we, so, we were so, like, like we were just discussing like you know about uh about uh the heavy like metal guys you know right. like some of the some of the lyrics they write some of the lyrics they write about are very intense and sometimes very grotesque but they can uh, like twisted um when D Snyder went to uh testify in Capitol yeah. Hill right what is it he said about Al Gore's wife <laughs> like she went <laughs> she went looking for BDSM and, <laughs> and and sex and she found BDSM and sex you know right you, you can find whatever ideas you want out of it so that means that no idea you you find is going to be fundamentally right unless like the the artist comes forward and says this is the idea I'm trying to promote this yeah and, I don't like that either <laughs> yeah and you can't like, you, you because... and that that and then I just know like that person like you know, maybe they made something really creative but at the same time like. I was watching um, the toys that made us. The series on Netflix, right? right? And they were talk. They were talking about Star Wars toys, and they were just talking about how, you know, we were just making Star Wars stuff, and we just decided to go our own way. And like, hey, George, we made these snow speeders, right? And they're off screen. They they were never in the movies. And George's like, awesome, great. You know, he didn't care. Right. Like, do what you want with my work. You know, that's a, that's how you, that's the creative approach to it. That's the best way to. Well, I guess it's so weird saying that, though, because that means that I'm saying that there's one good way to be well, an artist and there really isn't, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're used Just to phrasing things this way. Like, yeah. we're used to phrasing things as, like, we do it, so it's great. But, you know what, I, I know what you mean because I do it, too, but, like, when I say it, mm. I mean... That's how I like to do it because yeah, just 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 don't, love your love your fandom, but don't be a fucking dick about it. And, you know, have welcoming open arms and like you right. know, 
it's it's definitely like again metalhead community has this huge issue where like someone's not metal enough you know yeah. like, oh, i mean you, know, you the, think of if you think of songs right like uh you you know one one to just pull out of the bag is fade to black right by metallica right everybody knows yeah, this song yes. everybody should know yep. it and yep. if you don't know the band or their history or anything you don't know that the song is about the bass player who died right yep and if you listen to that song and it makes you think about losing your girlfriend in high school and that was a hard breakup and that's what it means to you You. and then you hear the writer say no no james hetfield says no it's about our bass player who died that's what it's about for james hetfield that's what he wrote it about but you're valid your feelings are still valid because it made you feel something and that's how you interpreted the song so um for for me that's just the basic yeah sorry about that (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> I said I think I said I was podcasting in this house about four different times, but they just keep wandering in. Hey, it's all right. Anyway, all right. um uh moving on. Yeah, but but I, what uh, I what you, I want to You are right. Like that is James Hedfield's interpretation of the song, you know, like it's just all personal interpretation, you know, that's right. just what it is at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to come up with um, you know, another way to put that you know right. I, I don't like maybe i'm just not good enough of a writer yet to put it in a different way yeah but, but it, so so the the point the point i want to make is right a lot of, you know all the people saying you know if you don't get the the rebellion stuff in star wars and how it applies to the real world or how it's an allegory for nazi germany or whatever people want to say yeah like <laughs> right so there's a scene in attack of the clones right a bad mm-hmm. movie not a great movie not a great movie. But I wouldn't call it a bad movie, but I would definitely call it like a. It felt. It's weird. I would describe it like a B movie, but Star Wars. Yeah. Even though there were nothing but A list actors in it, somehow ended up being a B list side. <laughs> like at the end of the day, just some of the action scenes are just not like the only cool scenes I remember at the very end when all the Jedi are fighting alongside yeah. the clones. Like, you know, you watch the columns of clones and the Jedi marching in the very front. Right. You know? And it's just. Yeah, so <laughs> most of the stuff in that movie with Anakin and Padme is really bad, but yes. there's one scene that is act- that I actually enjoy for the most part, mm-hmm. um, and they're talking about politics, and and Anakin is talking to Padme about how politics yeah. should work, and yep, yep. you know, and and he says, you know, like uh, we we find what's in the best interest of most of the people, and we just do it, and she's like, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what we do. The problem is that people don't always agree, yeah. right? And then he says, well, they should be made to, right? Mm. And you can apply that to the real world, too. And that's awesome and brilliant. But if you don't, it, you don't, it's not that you don't get Star Wars. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I, like, like, this is one of the things, like, that's a very interesting scene that make that made me think, you know? And it made me yeah. go, oh, hold this, on. Yeah. This fundamentally ties in back to the problem, too, is, like, just the problem with the internet in general, man. Like, fuck. Like, I've been on the internet since, like, day one. Like, not day one, but, like, I remember back in the forums and the chat rooms, like, the rough ones. Like, you know, like, I remember the IM4s and shit and, like, just hmm. covering back to that old stuff. And, man, like, everyone talks about the Halcyon days like they were good, but, man fandoms were just as toxic back then as they are now you oh, know yeah. it's just it's Jeez. just a lot more it's just a lot more public now you know that's the thing the arguments the arguments between the fans are now public you can go and read them and see them you know they're not happening in the back room of comic book stores and the hobby um, shops yeah i mean that, that was happening though too i mean after phantom menace in 99 the, the internet went yeah. crazy 
crazy. Yes, absolutely. Like, you know, well documented. People, yeah, you know, and that's just the thing. And so it's just, it is frustrating, you know, that like people are so toxic about these fandoms. And like you said, like, I think it should, like, it tie like it ties into like that like i th- we think that some people have interpreted this movie one way but the problem is sometimes other people interpret it another way and that's okay too you know that's just right. part of life and anakin and then anakin comes in Darth, <laughs> you know prelude to darth vader they right. should be made to right like which which way. the thing is i think a lot of people think well anakin is the hero still in the story and a lot of people do believe things like that like you look at you look at politics today, and a lot of people do believe that like if you don't right. agree with me then you're just you're wrong and you don't have shit. a place yeah. in society, yeah. right? And and it's like, dude, he was the villain of that story. <laughs> like, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> he became Darth Vader. He he helped build an empire that destroyed planets. Like, right. they didn't agree with them, like, billions of lives. Yeah. So, uh, and so there's also one other thing I want to talk about before we get into our main discussion is... Uh, over the over the last weekend, uh, I rewatched the entire sequel trilogy because my fiance had not seen it, and it was our anniversary, and she wanted to do something nice, so she agreed to watch it. And uh, so she watched those movies for the first time with me, and we talked a lot of shit about those movies in previous podcasts. But I will mm-hmm. say, watching them all at once, it was a very enjoyable experience. It's like- they're so like like that's the thing about the Mandalorian the very first episode we did I was talking about how the Mandalorian just makes you feel good about yourself sometimes right Right. like it just it's so positive and happy and campy that's like the word it's campy sometimes and the new series the the prequel series are definitely very campy at times you know yeah and and that that the pod like the pod racing like you can't you can't sit down and watch a pod racing scene like to me personally like it's engaging no matter who you are like in the audience like you know just every part about those scenes are just so crafted to make you feel like this sci-fi racing scene is so intense you know and you you can just enjoy it so much and there's so many parts of that scene to enjoy you know right yeah so i don't know like i don't know what it is but i i love watching star wars movies with people who have never watched them before because it's a wonder it's like watching with kids you know yeah but even if like they don't necessarily like them they have interesting mm-hmm. ways to think about them yeah and so i remember like you know there's still things about the the new movies that do bother me but mm-hmm. like i said like I, I found watching them like still very enjoyable um but oh i'm sorry did you say you watched the new sequel or yeah the yeah prequel? the sequel th- okay i'm sorry <laughs> i thought you said to watch the prequels with her and i was like no oh. no she watched okay, those no. already yeah Oh, okay, that was my mistake. I'm sorry about that. But, uh, so, you know, I've made fun of Finn in the past because his character development bothers me a lot. Like, mm. and, and I fully blame Disney for, for sidelining him. And, and obviously, mm. John Boyega did an interview recently talking about how they don't know how to handle black main characters and stuff, which is yeah. fine. Um, you know, and, and I understand why he feels slighted and, and the toxicity of Star Wars fans at him and everything else. Um, <laughs> but I always made fun of Finn for kind of being a simp and always chasing after Ray and like yeah. being being like kind of a weirdo, right? And, yeah. and my fiance, you know, she's such like a like she's so such a kind and like human person like that like sometimes like we don't think about things on a human level and, and I remember I brought that up to her. I was like I was like why is he always like chasing Ray? Like why is he kind of like simping for Ray? And she mm. was like, "Well, he was taken from his family at a young age and never had a real relationship with anyone. And this is one of his only real friendships and he's afraid to lose her. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking mind blowing. <laughs> like, 
like when you think about it you're like that that makes so much sense that like he'd be so afraid to lose ray and always be following her because that's like one of the only real friends he's ever had he's ever had he's been yeah he's like all he's known the only friend he had we saw get murdered in the very beginning of the movie I don't, I'm not sure if she brought that up or if you, if you just got to remember, like, his the stormtrooper he was holding and the yeah. rubs of blood against his face. And it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, you know, like the tragedy of war for stormtroopers, um, which I thought was very, very clever. You know, that's not something yeah. we think about. Well, that's not something we think about a lot, especially, like, you know, with bloody stuff like that. Um, and, you know, we, we, you know, we, me and you have shit a lot, of, like you said before, like five minutes ago, me and you take a lot of time to. <laughs> Pull yeah. back the hood. Pull back the hood and point out all the duct tape and loose wiring in the engine that is those movies. You know, even though right. it looks like a, it's like a sports car running a banger engine, basically. Like, you know, yeah. Um, and it's just, man, I, I enjoyed them. I really enjoyed the first movie. Second movie is a bit off. Third movie definitely, like you know, at that point, because the problem is, is like, kind of to me, it always sort of felt like a runaway train you know like the first yeah. movie gets going out of station second movie like something is wrong like you can tell something's wrong in the second movie you can tell like whoa like this movie's like all over the place like what's going on here like you know there's so many issues and it's causing so much it's like yeah. causing like more vitriol than normal right i and almost then, feel the, like the second movie on its own is a great movie but yeah, yeah, yeah. in the trilogy the it derails past. the whole thing like yeah it, it just it takes it, everyone's it, character and just puts them in a different direction. Yeah. So, like, and one of the things, like, I really do like The Last Jedi, but something that kind of bothers me, like, the more I think about it is, like, in every flashback, we see Luke with a green lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And even in Rise of Skywalker in the flashback, we see him with a green lightsaber. And then he shows up looking like his old self to present himself to Kylo Ren to fight him. And mm-hmm. he uses the blue lightsaber that literally just got destroyed by him and Rey. I, I just like like why is he showing up with a blue lightsaber i i don't understand it like is it for like the aesthetic picture on the planet or like I, I don't understand it at all and it bugs me but other than that whatever as i enjoyed what rewatching him okay yeah no, no i'm glad that you like i'm glad that you found enjoyment out of something that media that you consumed you know like i'm just <laughs> I'm, but it's just, like yeah. I said, right, the runaway train, you know, the second movie, it felt like, why does it feel like the train's shaking and feels like we're going off rails? And, like, well, why did I just see the conductor, like, jump, jump off the train, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, again, one of those things where, like, you know, when you talk about it in the, in the from the perspective of a full trilogy, mm-hmm. like, it, it really is where the first movie does set up a lot, and then the second movie derails a lot. And then the third movie is just a. It's, it's a trying wreck. to make up it, for everything else. Yeah, it's trying to cr- it's trying to correct course and it's trying to do that, but then it just ends up going downhill and then it just you know, right. rolls over. I, and it, I mean, the fact that Ray and Poe don't even meet until the end of the second movie, you know, like when they're on the same base at the end of the and first movie, suppo- and they're supposed to have like the new, they're supposed to be the new Luke and Ham, you know, it's right. just. It, yeah, and then you know with Finn, like like I kind of want to have a Finn TV series or something where he explores becoming a Jedi because he should. Yes, you know, like so that's kind of where I'm at on it. Well, but I, I, you know, I always thought Finn would become like the new general of the Resistance. You know, he would become like you know the guerrilla tactics leader because like okay, I know all of the I was trained, I trained with the First Order. You know, growing up, 
So now I know all of their secrets, all of their strategies, and I'm going to yeah. use them to plan guerrilla tactics to fight them. You know, and there's they could have done that, but like 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 we said, like we you know we obviously don't want to spend too much time shitting on the movies. Um, but like we said before, it keeps coming up. It's just wasted potential. Like that's right. just that's just it. At the end of the day, like there's so many things they could have done with these movies, and they just. It just didn't do them. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's just really strange and odd from like, you know, for the $200 billion budget, you think that'd be the first thing they would do is make sure that. <laughs> right. Well, you know? it is, it is one of those things, you know, and it's like, if you, if you sit down and you think really hard about it and, and, and all this stuff comes up, then, you know, that's where we're at with it. But if, mm-hmm. if you just want to watch these movies and have fun and enjoy them, like th- they're Absolutely. definitely there for please, that too. Please do that. Yes. <clears throat> you know, and it, it's funny, like I, I, I I had this uh, this memory from from like three years ago, and it made me feel like such a piece of shit because you know I'm talking about how how we approach art and all this stuff, and and you know I've made my feelings very clear, but I didn't always have these feelings. You know, like I haven't always felt this way and thought this way about art. It's just something you grow up with and, well, and yeah, come you grow to. up and yeah, you know, everyone's like a shitty person for like the first twenty years of their life. That's just how <laughs> well, not like that, but you know, right, I mean? right. Like, you know, we just. We just have a lot of opinions we hear, and like we're looking for, especially nowadays, for how uneven ground we're all standing on, you know. Right. But I, looking for some sort of like solid thing to stand upon, so you just get these certain dumb ideas in your head, and you just think that they're like the one thing that matters. Right. Know? Yeah, I, I'm sure you'll. Rem- I'm sure you'll remember this. Three three years ago, you you came up uh, to where I am, and we saw Avengers: Infinity War together mm-hmm. with a couple of my other friends, and. At the end of the yeah, movie, you, I was talking. Went to the, we went out to the uh, parking lot. And we had a heated. You, you guys, like, I didn't say we. You guys had a heated. Right, and, and I, I said something to the effect of like, I'm gonna out myself, guys, for being a piece of shit. Right, I said something to the effect of like, well, you know, like, I spend a lot of time like studying how to analyze, uh, you know, like. Uh, stories and things, and and like the proper yeah. way to do it, and which you know, th- there's a place for that, but like, it, yeah, again, people well, all come to art differently, and. Like their feelings are valid, and you know, I, I, like I hate things like I hate cliffhangers that yeah. that that are undone right away and stuff because I feel like it's it's weak storytelling. I feel like yeah, it's a lot of times voiceover is weak storytelling, and you know, different things like this. Uh, but yeah, for me, like I like I hate time travel. You know, like I just think it sucks. Like I think it's the worst. You right. Know? So there, we definitely have our things about us that like you know, yeah, but we disagree with other people, and that's good. That's a good like it's, it's you know it's our. Especially since I'm, you know, I don't want to stroke my own ego here, but uh, it, I, you know, I'm writing my own book, and I gotta follow conventional wisdom sometimes, you right? Know? And that's just what you gotta do. Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes conventional wisdom brings you in conflict with other people that think conventional wisdom sh- isn't shouldn't be conventional right. anymore. <clears throat> yeah, I, I was trying to be objective when analyzing something when. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's not a place for that, and I'm and I insulted my friend and pretty much said, "Well, you don't understand this the way I do," which is really stupid and, and shitty of me to do. And and I I actually called him like two weeks ago and apologized for that incident three years ago, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Dude, who fucking cares?" Like whatever. Like, <laughs> but I'm yeah. like, you know, I, I, it makes me feel bad because it's like, why would I ever try to take something away from someone just because I'm trying to be quote unquote objective and like analyze, like, you know, like. I, 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 you know, we all do it. We all try to analyze things and be objective in certain ways, but we're still gonna, like, that's for you, not for everyone else at that point. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, and <clears throat> nobody's, you know, nobody's perfect. Yeah, true. You gotta work it. Da, da, da. I don't know the song, whatever. Yeah, no. 
it's just um you know it's like one of it's 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 the hard place to occupy where you want to respect other people's opinions but at the same time if you commit yourself to studying and appreciating a certain thing for such a long time you feel like you know more about it intrinsically than other people and then when someone comes along and they say something that you feel is like just not like right you know you want to feel like you want to defend that thing that you spend all this time obsessing over and loving you know right I mean, and that's the thing is like, you know, you spend so much time in these books a lot of times mm-hmm. like for with reading and then the author comes out and says something stupid and like, oh, this was th- this person is this and this person is this. And you're just like reading the book and you're like, hold on a second. Like, and, and I've been doing this in my I've been rereading all the Harry Potter books again and I've been reading them on my phone. Uh, like when I go to the gym, I'll read them while I'm like running or biking or something. And, <laughs> you know. I remember a few years ago, like, J.K. Rowling came out and said Hermione's black or something, or was meant to be black. <laughs> Do you remember this? I I remember that she retro... I remember that was the first meme when she retro... I remember the first thing was that she came out and said that Dumbledore was very, very gay for Harry most of the time. Like, he loved him. Like, he loved him. Like, that's what she was saying, implying, basically. Yeah. I mean, and I, if her, you read the books, there's there's not really evidence of that. But if people yeah. want to interpret it that way, that's fine. No, I remember that's what she but, said, though. She's, yeah. Isn't that what she said? She did like, say it, Dumbledore is gay. Um, yeah. And that's one of those things where, like, you know, at the end of the day, that's her interpretation for me. And if you read the books and you don't find evidence of that, then you don't have to believe it. Or if you do mm-hmm. find evidence, then you can. Like that's the, it starts and ends with the text, and it has nothing to do with the author, right? Yes. That's where I come from. And w- and she had said like you know she described Hermione as being black because she had like bushy hair or that was like a, uh, like whatever like all this stuff. But if you read her books, anybody who's black, she actually says they're black. She mm-hmm. actually writes the word black every yeah. time with Angelina Johnson, with with uh, with Blaze from Slytherin. She always describes them as black. Yeah. And she never described Hermione as black. So if you're using textual evidence, there's not really textual evidence to suggest she's black with context. Without context, if you're like, oh, bushy hair, this and that, whatever. Okay, you can assume. But that's kind of racist to just assume someone's black because they have bushy hair, right? Yeah. <laughs> And and and, and it's, you know it's it's there are a lot of issues with like you know the books in Harry Potter themselves and this is why I'm glad I don't have social media I'm not on Twitter because me saying something like that would probably get someone in my DMs. Oh, people like, and, people have been trashing Harry Potter so much lately because J.K. Rowling okay. says really bad, stupid things and uh, saying that the the books are great. I enjoyed them, but they were written. I she I believe she had the intent of writing them for a younger audience to grow up and then that slowly like you know each one built upon the other one you know right I, I, and, the, the, look the issues with harry potter to me aren't the actual books that they're mm-hmm. jk rowling she's the problem <laughs> but um it's like all this like false narrative about she had it all planned out from the start is very clearly untrue all this mm-hmm. stuff about how snape was always meant to be good is very clearly untrue because he's very mm-hmm. cruel intentionally to harry all the time yeah. Uh, like there, there's so much like kiss like you, you know she she claims also she's never read the Lord of the Rings when she's very clearly influenced by the Lord of the Rings like in some mm-hmm. of the like and, and maybe she hasn't the, the thing is all modern fantasy fiction is influenced by Lord of the Rings because it changed mm-hmm. the whole way that stories are told well, in fantasy it's, fiction and two it is just you know it's the foundational piece it's the it's literally the base that all modern fantasy is built upon that's, right. that's just that's just a fact at this point you can't talk about like uh, you can't talk about genre fiction 
without talking about Ender, like Ender's Game is a big one. Um, uh, the Wheel of Time, and then of course Lord of the Rings, you know, and all the books that come with that. And Lord of the Rings, the movies were fantastic pieces of cinematography. There's no, there's no like argument. There's no obviously no disagreement between you and there when we talk about how much. Like, look what. Oh, by the way, look what I. For those of you at home, look what I just got for my birthday. Oh, nice! Is that all of them? That's all. All all six extended. Nice. Yeah. You gotta come over. Hey, we can do the eighteen-hour haul, Christian. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> is it only eighteen hours? Are you sure? It's a, I don't know, man. We gotta Google that. How much is the? I yeah, think. Gotta, I think some of. I think the Return of the King is close to four hours, isn't it? Jesus. Extended. Oh God. Yeah. So me and you are gonna have a time. I'll let you know next. Time I mean, I house. I own them all already. So. But I've owned them for for years because I, yeah. I have no life. And, um, my um, mom asked mom, my mom was like, "Hey, man, it's your birthday and you're graduating this year. So do you want anything extra special?" I'm like, "I'll be honest, dude. I've just always wanted to have the." Well, originally I told her I wanted the box set of Lord of the Rings, and then she ended up getting me the Hobbit too. Because oh, nice! I'm sure the Hobbit. Me and you could talk. Me and you could have a whole other podcast breaking down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's save that for a general podcast, <laughs> not the Star Wars podcast. Right. Yeah, but you know what? We're all fans of, of multiple things. And even though this Please, is a Star Wars podcast, there's a lot of crossover in fandoms, and I'm sure some people appreciate it. So, Well, you know, it's you know Star Wars, sci-fi, Lord of the Rings. Like, you know, when you see all the memes about nerds and stuff, the first memes that come up are either, you know, when you're a huge hardcore sci-fi fan, it's either you got guys dressed up like Klingons or when you're a huge... Uh, Lord of the Rings fan, you got people dressing up like orcs, and when you're a huge Star Wars fan, you got people dressing up like Jedi and Stormtroopers. Right. You know, and it's just that shared fandom, that shared love of it. You know. Yeah. True. Anyway, anyway, we're here because we want to talk about Star Wars Star relationships Wars. because people yep. tend to idolize and 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 talk about how Han and Leia were a great couple mm. and, and how uh, Anakin, you know, they ship Anakin and Padme so hard because they belong together and it's this great tragic love story, which at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know, the, the, the conclusion of it is, but the, the, the road to get there, let me tell you guys, is not a this good is one. some premier manipulation happening here. Yeah. Um, um, you... What- what relationship? So let's let's just start with just like relate. So did you want to start with uh, Anna, with Luke and Leia? Uh, not Luke and Leia. Oh with, well, uh, you can and... start with Luke and Leia too. Uh, let's, yeah, let's, I'll just start with Anakin and Padme. Yeah, because that's the big the, yeah. That's the one that like leads to the whole like that leads to the continuation of the start the Skywalker like line. You know, right? Like I don't want to say a fourteen year old and a nine year old can't start falling in love. Well, I, I'm going to say they can't because they don't know what love is. But I'll admit, like, you know, you could definitely like someone like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like when I was when I was 10, I was always making out with my babysitter who was 15. That's a five-year difference. But, you know, we didn't end up together nevertheless because, hey, man, life happens. And uh, I, does, I left yeah. the state. <laughs> so... I gotta um, start rambling on now, lady. I mean, unless like this was in West Virginia, so unless like Tatooine is the West Virginia of the universe, then uh, I know I, <laughs> I, I think New Mexico more be more like Tatooine, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. The only thing to do out there is just farm moisture from the air and hope for the best. Yeah, just hope for the best. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, sorry everyone that lives in New Mexico. I, I saw Breaking Bad. I love you all. I hope you have a great. I hope you have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think like one of the places we have listeners on this one is like in Georgia or something. We have listeners. People actually listen. Yeah, yeah, oh. a, a couple. Yeah, uh, but but I've seen people listening in Georgia, and I'm like, wow, like that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, oh man, someone listening in Georgia. I wonder who that could be. Man. Oh, you have friends in Georgia. <laughs> Yeah, my absolute best friend in Georgia, and I was like, "Hey, listen to my podcast, you <laughs> So hey, I may have contributed that. Now that I think about it, nice. So, yeah. Hey, hey. Okay. Yeah. My my yeah. dad was born in Georgia, but he only lived there for yeah. like two years. So no, um, my absolute my absolute best friend is from uh, lives in Georgia. Yeah, so. I remember you went and visited a couple years ago out there. Yeah. Well, that, actually, that was probably like five years ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That's when I first, that is literally when I first started working at the harbor. Yeah. You know, so in a relationship, Star Wars relationships. Was your yeah. Life. Yeah. Um, okay. So first of all, we start with a nine and 14 year old and then they don't see each other for 10 years. Yeah. Well, and, let's, okay. So let's start with naturally with the first movie that they, they appear in together. Right. Right. So, so that'd be Phantom Menace. Uh-huh. So what are the things that happen in Phantom Menace that began contributing towards their relationship? Obviously Absolutely the very first one is, is nothing. No. Are you a no, are you an angel? Like right. you know that's the first question like Anakin has a divine like you know a idealistic idea of who Padme is, you know. Right. And immediately right. starts like falling in love with her mm-hmm. and carves her a, a little rock thing, a, a little wood thing yep. uh, to give Showing her good dedication. luck. Yeah. Yep. Which, which again is cute from a nine-year-old and creepy in general. <laughs> uh, like if you do that as an adult, <laughs> that's kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, unless you know for a fact like they like you or they're you know whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, hey, I've done my share of creepy things, guys. I mean, we, we all we all do we things all because we our, like we've girls. All okay. Had our awkward moments, dude. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and other than that. What else happens in that movie? Uh, he went to go say goodbye to her when he was going to become a Jedi, but mm-hmm. but I don't see any reciprocation at all in that movie. Like Padme, like insults him right away. I guess like well, he feels insulted by asking if he was a slave, mm-hmm. and and her interest is only in the idea that there's still slavery in the in the galaxy, and she's like she wants to free him, right? Yeah. And she's a queen, and she. She wants to help people, and her, you know her mind is has got to be so preoccupied that, in this movie with everything good, happening. That could be a good build up too, like a good subtlety. Even though this could be me looking into deep into it, but do you think that could convey a sense that Padme has always kind of felt responsible for Anakin? Um, in, it's in a possible, way? but but Padme didn't free Anakin, and Padme didn't mm-hmm. free the other slaves. Um, yeah, like. The, at yeah, the end she of the never day, went back. she became a super powerful senator of one of the most important planets in the Republic, and she never went back to Tatooine to help free the slaves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, about it, Padme is kind of a piece, piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, she did go back to Tatooine, but only to be emotional support for for Anakin. <laughs> so um, he could go murder the native population. <laughs> right, and and again, this is another thing. Like, you know, we can go through the building blocks of this relationship, but. This is one of the things. It almost seems like his anger fit and talking about how he murdered those people made her fall in love with him more, right? And I think we have this idea sometimes growing up that like if we're like these these uh, mysterious figures and if we if we are victims in a way of something or if we have troubles and hardships that it makes people like us more. Mm-hmm. But it really just makes people feel bad for you. <laughs> and you don't want people to like you just because they feel bad for you, right? 
Yeah. Like, but that's kind of like the message that is being sent in this scene is like Anakin's like I, I killed them all and he's throwing shit and and throwing a fit like a little baby and like Padme like it, it it seems like it makes her really feel for him which she should feel for him but she shouldn't fall in love with him because of that like yeah he's showing you he's prone to fits of rage and you're just like well, oh my god in, have my baby okay so let me ask you like in general do you think that their relationship was what we would define in modern times as a toxic relationship or a positive relationship absolutely a toxic relationship so you know it's the thing like we're talking about the relationship like it should be like uh, but it, like you said it genuine like do you think it was written with that intent or do you think it just ended up that way that's another important question do you think like the writing was so tremendously awfully bad that it just ended up being toxic or do you think that well they intentionally made their relate because we know you and i both know people who have dated people they shouldn't but they felt responsible or felt like they needed to take care of them or they felt like you know like you yeah. said, like freeing, like that whole thing for Padme, like you know, for freeing the, the emotional support and stuff like that. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think I think a lot of characters in in these times and in history have been portrayed this way, like strong male characters having issues and and breaking down, and then it, it endears them to their love interest or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I I'm vulnerable, I have issues too, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, you know, I can see myself with you. But it's like, I don't know if that's a misunderstanding by writers and directors that are typically men who think this is how women view men, or if it's one of those things where it's like, like I I know this is getting into a realm where people are gonna start like thinking I'm an SJW or something because I'm talking like mm-hmm. this. But but it does seem like that in some ways. It's like a lot a lot of like major action heroes like endear themselves to women by being vulnerable in ways yeah. that like are kind of toxic, you know. And in and two, that's a we need to understand too. That's a relatively new way of looking about things because in ancient times, you know, like the old masculinity storytelling, the man was outright dominant, you know. Right. Or, like, in the case of Beowulf, or in the case of Shakespeare, um, it was, you know, like, we could go to uh, Macbeth, you know, him and his wife. They're both toxic people, you know, and they have a toxic relationship, but they feed off each other's toxicity, you know. They're both power-hungry and crazy, and it feeds off each other. And there's no, like, you know, there's even a scene where she's saying, unsex me, like, she's calling her husband a pussy, and she wants her to, like, be a man so she can do the work that needs to be done, you know. And that, like, that, that he wasn't being, Macbeth wasn't being vulnerable. He was just saying, I gotta fucking murder the king. You know, he's like, my <laughs> best friend. Ugh, I don't yeah. want to, but I, I just, I want to be the king. You know, like, I deserve it. I earned it. I fought wars and shit, you know? Right. What? And in this, it's just Padme. I, not Padme, I'm sorry. No, Padme, yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was, I was a slave. Love me. I'm so angry. Government should work this way. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, it's just, <clears throat> It's yeah, sad. I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, this is how a lot of men actually behave in the real world, though. This is true. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of us are kind of like, we we are very sarcastic, which Anakin mm-hmm. is being dead serious. But, like, we're sarcastic in the way that he's serious. Like, we'll be like, oh, this, oh who likes camping? Camping is fucking stupid. You know, like, like yeah, we're joking. Sand. But, like, yeah. it's like we hate things, too. But, like, we, like, make jokes. Humor. Yeah, and then yeah, we're it's, like... It's all a lot of self-deprecating humor these days. <laughs> which, we, you know, we think maybe, oh, you know, women will think it's funny and they'll like us. Or men, whatever you're into. Like, you know, if you're gay and you, you're, like, talking to men like that, you might be a Debbie Downer, too, sometimes to try to get someone interested but 
some people just think that's weird and they don't want to be around someone who's just negative like people want to have fun people want to be positive and stuff like yep 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 and when you talk about Shakespeare and toxic relationships, they're everywhere in Shakespeare. You look at Othello and jealousy yeah. and like this, this, this whole, like, you know, even uh, Romeo and Juliet, like they're children pretty much, right? Yeah, like, they're 16 and 16 and 15. Yeah, but, I mean. But it was very, we need to understand too, for back then, like, you know, people were living, dying at like 30, you know, like 35. Right. People at 35 and 40 were considered to be like, wow, you must have had a hard life, old man. <laughs> you know, then like 55 and 60 was like yeah. the old sage character, you know, and now we got a bunch of people running around who are 70 and plus, you know, yeah, so I mean, we got, you got we, you it is had hard a... to think, it is hard to think about it now because we're just, you know, we're, we're sitting on our ivory tower looking down at how right. shitty the bottom of the tower was built on our way getting up here. Yeah. But it, 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 it's, you know, you're right. You know, I'm not saying that for i'm just saying that those characters were the toxicity was just more well more well put out there you know like well i mean it's we, not just we overuse the word toxicity now i think like yes like we any, do obviously it's but, something that erode like uh, emotionally eroding you know like it just makes right. you feel numb you know but sometimes you need toxicity to get to a better place and and sometimes that's the lesson of some of these stories like you go through a bunch of shit and a bunch of stuff that literally will give you cancer and then you come to a better place, and then you get cancer and die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure in Romeo and Juliet, Romeo at some point actually says to his mom and dad, stop being such fucking boomers. So, yeah. you know, and, and they, were, they were only like 27 at the time. <laughs> yeah. You so. know, and it's, it, it, it's just. Yeah. I, I, you, when, you look at, when you look at Padme and Anakin's relationship, it's nothing anybody should aspire to. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, the... the we we think of these things as romantic the idea of like doing anything to stop your partner from dying and like or to do your stop your partner from falling to the dark side you know from stopping Anakin she wanted Anakin to fall she was willing to like you know her love for him was so great that she was going to stand there and basically just like let him choke her to death like because she wasn't going to she didn't try to run she, well maybe she wasn't expecting it you know but Either right. way, at the end of the day, like that's just how yeah. it. That's how it ends up. It ends up with someone cr on the floor crying, and another person hurting the other person right. in a way they weren't expecting. They never saw themselves doing. I mean, well, that's know? actual domestic abuse. Right? Abuse. That's what. It, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's the end point of those toxic the you know the emotionally eroding relationships is when you become so emotionally numb to your partner that you just hurt them without even realizing it right. and that hurt come when it come when it starts becoming physical it's like you know it manifests like in the real world that it can it has impacts like it has direct impacts like on your ability to function as a human sometimes right. you know well it's and almost worse because it killed her you know that's yeah. the thing like it, it, it that relationship ended up killing padme it's it, yeah it's 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 almost worse because i i don't know how to say this correctly but well, I, I actually I do. Okay, so it's it's almost worse because Anakin just never once asks Padme what she wants. Mm -hmm. He only cares about his own interests and 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 doesn't respect what she wants at all, and and does whatever he her. can. He's he's just protective of her. Like right. her, like the reason like in episode three, it was like when we have that scene of him shirtless, like you know waking up in the chair, just, <gasps> yeah. you know, like it was he was having a nightmare about Padme dying. You know, like he's just. 
all he cares about is keeping himself like safe and secure. You know, he doesn't want to lose Padme because he has mommy issues. Right. Like, I, I mean, again, it goes back to the Finn thing. Like, you know, yeah. pa- Padme is one of the only real attachments he's ever had. And he's afraid Pad. to lose that. And he's like desperate and violent to keep her, you know, in a way yeah. like, you know, he, he could have said then say, hey, Padme, like, you know, I've just had some bad thoughts lately. And I really wanted to talk to you about that. Right. You know, but in a real relationship, guys, if you're a part, if you if you're worried about something with your partner, you ask partner, them. You talk to them. You yeah. you come up with a plan together, you and you respect their wishes. Yeah, and if your partner says that fascism is the way to go, and I just they should feel right, and then they start talking about how much they hate sand, man, you should just get just run, run, run as fast as you can, right? Like if he if he used to race pods back in the day, but trust me, you just <laughs> you get it for right because you're that man's is Anakin's. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we are. You know, like it's, it's funny when you think about how milk toast and how cheesy the hallmark it is. But how many of Star Wars problems can be solved if everyone just sat down and they just talked about it? You know, <laughs> th- that's probably true of a lot of conflicts, which yeah. which makes them false conflicts. Uh, yeah, like you know, like Padme, like I'm just so worried about you and I care about you, and sometimes my feelings manifest as angry, violent impulses, and like. Anakin sometimes is okay because I feel overtly responsible for you and I should give you your own agency, you know? Yeah. I think I think what makes it work, at, for the story at least, I mean, it doesn't make the yeah. relationship good, but what makes it work for the story is that Anakin is already conflicted because he shouldn't be in a relationship with Padme. And mm. then his conventional wisdom for, you know, what, what I'm supposed to do is go to Yoda and ask for advice. And then Yoda mm. just compounds the problem with you know some some great lines that I like you know as a yes. kid watching it you're like wow this is really interesting but well, too and and you you know you didn't think about it when you were a kid but that line Yoda gives I don't remember it a hundred percent but it was something like fear leads to hate hate leads no fear leads to anger anger leads to hate yeah. and hate leads to the dark side you know and yeah. the dark side you know the dark side as a kid it's the dark side red lightsabers but as an adult it's like more a more complicated interpretation is just. You know, you're angry all the time. You just inflict what you want upon the world around you. You know, you're just bitter and you're just always looking over your shoulder because you're just realize that everyone around you is like that too. You know, yeah. it's not it's it's like it's a shitty place to be. When 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 Anakin goes to Yoda for advice about his dream, right? Mm-hmm. And that, you, that scene. Can we talk about that scene for a second though? Yeah. Because man, like it's God, a, like it's a brilliant scene. The lighting, the Yoda, like yeah. whoever was voicing Yoda, like even though I disagree with CGI Yoda, I think they should have kept them puppet twenty four seven just because mm. the practical Yoda always, obviously in um, uh, the Last Jedi, you the, know that puppet Yoda made all the difference. The puppet Yoda works for me in the older movies, but in the newer movies, looked out of place. Like it looked weird in the Phantom I like, Menace. I, I, I liked him in um yeah no he was CGI it wasn't a puppet that's why I well in him. the original Phantom Menace he was he was a puppet but then they replaced oh. him with CGI later yeah. Yeah. and he's probably yeah. <laughs> but anyway you know <laughs> but you know you're that scene especially the lighting though can we talk about like the light is fading yeah the lighting like, the lighting and, throughout that entire movie is fantastic yeah and Yoda and Anakin's going to Yoda and Yoda is someone who obviously can live in this state of perpetual dark, like semi darkness, you know, like it's right. a theme that's expanded on in Clone Wars, even though those movies didn't exist at the time. But like, you know, he confronts Darth Vane and he can, he confronts his evil gremlin fucking golem evil self, you know, like, come play with me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like the, the lighting is definitely like thematic and like, uh, very symbolic of the things happening in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it, so Yoda, you know, when he's talking with, with Anakin, like, he's pretty much telling him, like, you know, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose because fear of loss is a path to the dark side and that's the shadow of greed and all this stuff. And it sounds like good wisdom, but it's good <laughs> wisdom for a Jedi. It's not good wisdom, good wisdom. Yoda. <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's, that's, that's a part of it. Right. Yeah. It's not good wisdom for Anakin who's in love with Padme and doesn't want to lose her. Right? Like, it compounds the issue for him. It makes it worse. And, and, you know, that's that Yoda contributes to his fall to the dark side, unfortunately, because it does because he can't look past his own nose. Like, is this, if I keep teaching Anakin the Jedi way, right? Anakin will not fall to the dark side. There's no way. Like, that's basically Yoda's <laughs> because approach. no Jedi has ever become a Sith before. Count Dooku, nah, he's nah. a fucking piece of fuck that guy. I never thought, what? No, no <laughs> Count no, no, Dooku no. wasn't even my apprentice. Fuck that guy. He's, he's he's, that guy. You know, this is fake like, news. I, the, the... I am personally talking to Anakin, so he will never ever fall to the dark side. Right. Yeah, and so overall, like the the Padme and Anakin's relationship is not only cringy to watch; <laughs> it's just not a good relationship. Like it's not. It's like in two, like it, it's weird. It's weird from a storytelling perspective because their relationship is supposed to be shitty. You know, right. it's supposed to. Anakin is supposed to eventually become Darth Vader. That's the point of these sequel movies: is is Anakin Skywalker's fall to Darth Vader, right? You know, or Darth Vader killing Anakin Skywalker. You know, and Padme is a huge part of that. Yeah, and it's just they have a toxic relationship, and it's just weird, like. I just don't know what it is about the relationship that just makes me not want to watch those scenes, you know? I know that they were supposed to have a shitty relationship, and I know it was supposed to be balls. <laughs> but it doesn't make watching it easier. Yeah. 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 The, the, when they're rolling around in the sand and ah, 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 oh Anakin, you know, <laughs> and they're, or they're just getting married for no reason. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just... I mean, the the marriage makes more sense than the the Ray and Kylo kiss. I mean, like at least like she admitted she loved him before she thought they were gonna die, and then like they made out in front of an audience of a bunch of bug insect things, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're, we're sarcastic with Obi Wan, like you know these are great relationship <laughs> starters. Uh, yeah. You know they, they fought in a droid factory together. Um, and that was a bad. That, I'll be honest, that droid factory scene was just. The only part oh. I don't like about it is like how many times they like show the the lava vault about to pour into her bucket and never does. <laughs> like it's just like all like it's three like or four scene times in a row. Monty Python with the knight running at the at the guards at the gate, you know the drums. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's. It's uh, I don't know what else to say about the relationship. It's it's never anything anybody should aspire to. Like, yes, it's it's not a good relationship. Moving on to some other relationship. Let's let's go to a minor relationship. Let's talk about Kleeg yep. Lars and Shmi Skywalker. <laughs> right? Okay, <laughs> uh, uh, you and, lost me. I'm I, I'm lost 100. Well, now. okay, so we don't see any of the relationship, right? But you know, Anakin goes back to Tatooine to find his mom, and we find out she was bought by Are this guy. Are you talking about like the guy is living on the moisture? Farm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cause cause he 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 freed her right, and then she married him, right? Yeah. But like, is this like we don't know why she married him if she actually loved and him? Then my, and then my wife got kidnapped by Tuscan Raiders, and I yeah. was like, ah, fuck it, I can Walter Frey get another one. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's he's just like he's just like, hey, I loved your mother. In next line, your mother's dead, son. <laughs> 
Oh, like, your mom so much, but man, when those Tuscans took her, it's like you know what, not worth it. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and then he says he leaves uh, Padme with him to go find his mom. He says these are good people, Padme. You'll be safe here, <laughs> unless you get taken by some Tuscan raiders, then you're dead. <laughs> she, didn't he say he she was out checking the moisture of uh, the moisture collectors by herself? In Tuscan Raider country, <laughs> like <laughs> I uh, said, a few of the farmhands, but uh, <laughs> fuck, they but they they actually little. became Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> you know, they don't. They said I don't get paid enough for that shit. And they just left. They were swept up by the by the Tuscan Raider uh, mind uh, mind numbing agenda. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a minor relationship that we don't know anything about, but it, but it almost seems like a bad relationship, too, just because it's in Star Wars. Um, well, too, and we could talk about, like, you know, historical context, because, again, we're all human beings, so everything we have has historical context. Um, it's someone that other people might know, like Sacagawea, she was sold to her husband, you know, and she right. had a bunch of kids with him, you know, and she was a, basically a slave, but she was a badass the entire time, and... You know, did a bunch of cool, cool stuff for that whole expedition, and it's the same thing. Like, you know, it, it sucks that we didn't, because she was set up as like this Virgin Mary character, and it's just really strange that we never got to see any more of her. Like, she seemed so one-off for a character that was the one person who had any chance to help Anakin or give him any serious major plot development. We, she's gone in the first, in, the, in the second movie. You know, right? Like, I honestly think the second movie would have been a lot better if she was like. I don't know if there, but definitely. You're muted. Sorry, I was putting something in the microwave because I'm a little, I'm a little hungry. Not gonna lie. I'm no worries, late, no worries. All I've had is coffee today, and you know how that can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it, it's it's a relationship Anakin could have had that contributed to her, but instead she just started playing. You know, she just got shoved off, and with this guy who was, yeah. That one is, ladies, command is sending you out to Tuscan Raider territory. Yeah. To check on the moisture evaporators by yourself. He's, they, <laughs> that man, don't, don't, don't stick with that man. You so may not be a slave anymore, but you still belong to me. <laughs> yeah, you still belong to somebody. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, like, it's hard because historically women have never been really depicted as great, like, empowered figures even even the virgin mary in the bible you know you mentioned is like she serves one purpose and it's to give birth to to, to jesus and that's like about well, it there, there, there's a lot more about her and she's the mother of mercy and she's actually like and some people consider her to be equitable to jesus in like terms of her divinity but that's a whole theological debate that i have think has nothing to do unless you want to talk unless you want to talk about like these you know Anakin is a bit of a Jesus allegory, but you know, I thought we were yeah, keeping yeah. with the relationships yeah. today. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where like women historically have been depicted as as great characters or figures when they serve men, though, yeah. right? Yeah. And 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 it's hard to break away from that. And it's like that, you know, that was a sign of the times as well, because th- this is historically how men have treated women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you move into Star Wars, it's like we get away from that a little bit. We do have some empowered women characters, but mm-hmm. but at the same time, like they do still end up in bad relationships with men. <laughs> so, um, I, I guess I guess for the prequel trilogy, that's about 
it. I don't. I can't think of any other real relationships that occur there. Did um, you want to talk about Clone Wars, or did you want to talk movies only? Uh, we'll we'll just stick to movies because okay. I, I'm sure a lot of people haven't made their way through the Clone Wars. You know, maybe people don't know about Obi Wan and Satine and and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, if you guys didn't know, Obi Wan had a love interest who died. Um, spoiler alert. Um, but. I guess the first, like, we, we, we get this hint in A New Hope that, like, Luke and Leia like each other, which is kind of weird. Um, but, hey, we get that we get that kind of hint, and, and then, you know, Han is, like, trying to, like, get on get on Luke's nerves by being like, oh, you think a, a guy like me and a girl like that? And Luke's just like, no, never. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But yeah, again, this is a this is a a relationship where it's like Han and Luke's like uh, competitiveness for this woman, which uh-huh. almost gives her like no choice. It's like oh, she can only end up with one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, but but this is what starts the relationship. Is like Han gets her alone for a little bit of time, and all of a sudden then they're falling in love, and you know she likes him because he's kind of a dick and kind of a douchebag and kind of a <laughs> a player and a scoundrel, and it's like. These are things that I, I think conventionally men have thought women find attractive, which some of them do. Like some of them really do think like if, if you're kind of an asshole, whatever, because you have confidence yeah. because you, of all, all these other things and you're yep. more attractive inherently to them, uh, <clears throat> which it doesn't it doesn't hurt to look like Harrison Ford either. So, um, yeah. you know, but go ahead. go ahead. Sorry. Um you know, for that that whole competition, like you know, that that movie was made in the eighties when there were a lot more normal, like you know, ideas, but like a lot more socially conventional ideas behind the relationship, right? Because there was like, you know, we all know like the nuclear family. It was like basically made as the one set standard for a very very long time in this country. You know, that doesn't work for a lot of people. Um, but with that whole with that whole relationship, I I don't know. I always just thought it was one of the weird like. Hands and Leia's kinda, but like, I just sorry. I'm trying to collect my thoughts on this. Well, uh, I think about it like a like a high school romance where like yeah, they like, just, like it, Han and Leia really like each other, but they mm-hmm. don't know how to approach it. So they constantly do things to irritate each other. Like Han is mm-hmm. like, "I'm leaving. Fuck you. Like I'm I'm out of here." And then like he comes back, and then in in a in the next movie he's like, "Nah, I'm leaving again. I have to go pay off my debts to Jabba. Bye, bitch." And then she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, well you think I like you? Well fuck off. I'm gonna make out with this dude right in front of you. Like this is like high school shit, you know." And, and and it just kind of like escalates to the point where oh we're alone nobody's watching okay now we can now we can really like each other right yeah and like even even after that like even after they kiss like you go through the entire movie right Han never see you know Han ends up in Carbonite so Luke never sees them together but then yeah. Han and Leia and Luke are together in Return of the Jedi and there's no hint that they like each other at all while Luke yeah. is around until they're like privately together again. Yeah. Like they even won't make out in front of C three PO. Like, <laughs> like it's one they of those. The room. Like, like Han can't possibly let people know he likes this woman, right? Like the the only person who really can tell is obviously fucking Lando, who's like, "All right, come on, guys, yeah. let's classic, what's going classic, on here?" Classic Lando, right? So, uh, uh, like again, like this is a relationship that is not ideal. Like, like it, it, even like uh, like. 
I I do respect Han at the end when he's like, "Oh, you like Luke? It's fine." Like, even though he's not fine with it, he's like, "I, I respect that, whatever." Even though like he probably doesn't, but he's he's trying to be mature about it. Yeah, you know. But then like obviously she's like, "Oh no, no, I like you and everything else." And you, I I kind of like how in the sequel oh. trilogy they like show that they've grown apart and like mm-hmm. it, this is something that you. Based on the relationship in the original, you would obviously expect yeah. like. Well, well, for the back to the, going back to uh, episodes four, five, and six, um, mm-hmm. that relationship. Now that I have recollected my thoughts a bit, it was a very much like you know the classic bad boy, yep. you know, sheltered girl relationship, and that Greece. was a really, yeah, it was a very popular like you know she had on dresses and was like you know this isn't knocking Lay at all as a character. I think she's one of the best characters to come out of Star and probably one of the best best female characters ever written um but it's you know we didn't really start getting that real romance between the two until the books as far as i'm aware like you know it's just like when hansel learns that leia is getting married off on some planet and he has to fly off to because he doesn't want her to get married you know and he just right and it's you know that book isn't canon anymore but it's still one of those things where you that the movies the the relationships that relationship in particular i feel like was just I don't know. A bit dated, I think, is the best way to describe it. My personal opinions on it, even though I know some people would probably disagree with that. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely dated. Um, but you you do like their interactions. I think like it's one of the best things about a New Hope is the interaction between Leia and Han, and, and Leia being this strong female character who's who's already pretty much leading a rebellion, and and you know she's like you know I don't know who you are, but you know hey you're gonna listen to me because I, I'm I've been leading this charge. Like I know what the fuck I'm doing. So, yeah. uh, like, it's great to see that, and mm-hmm. and then to see her her character like also being a general in 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 the next movie, seeing seeing her progression overall, like pretty much recruiting an entire army of Ewoks, you know, yeah. like like Leia. It is, it is it is very strange for how modern her character is for how many times Han Solo just swoops into the rescue, you know. Right, but it, it's so it's one of those things where like. Leia almost doesn't ever need rescuing, and and y- it flips the script on its head multiple times. Like she's the one who saves him from Jabba, to, you know, pretty much. I mean, she gets kind of captured in the process, um, and even like the whole thing is like um, Carrie Fisher had talked about the the slave suit and everything, and people are like, oh well, like you're supposed to be like this woman of power, but you let the director put you in this outfit, right? And she's like, no, 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 like a bad, evil, disgusting slug creature put me in that, right? They're the bad guy who did that to me, right? But I'm more powerful than that. Like, I'm still going to be badass, and I'm still going to fucking destroy this ship at the, you know, and, and get the fuck out of here and stuff. Like, Leia is still a strong, powerful character. Like, putting her in a, in a bikini, like a slave bikini, like, doesn't dehumanize her or make her less. It just goes to show her strength as a character even more. Like, she overcomes it. She kills that abusive captor who puts her in well, that she, outfit. Yeah, she chokes the shit out of him. Yeah. Like, she does it in a super badass way. Right. And again, she saves Han, right? She also saves Han when she ends up getting shot on Endor, and there's a stormtrooper behind him. She ends up shooting that stormtrooper to save Han. Like, she's the one always rescuing him. You know, like, and that that turns that relationship on its head, and it's, it, it is nice to see. But again, the relationship itself is nothing special. Like, she might be a modern version of a woman powerful character in a 70s and 80s movie, but their relationship is a 70s relationship. It is a Grease relationship. It is a high school 
you know, typical conventional relationship for those times. Like, it's just how it is. It's just how it is. And it doesn't necessarily, like, there, there are bad relationships for strong women characters. Like, you think of Buffy when she was with Riley and stuff, and, and, and Buffy, like, th- those relationships diminish our heroes. But Leia's never really diminished by Han, which is great, but the relationship still isn't great. Like, it still is one of those just random things. It's like she had to end up with someone because she's a main woman character and he has to end up with her because he's the main male character. Like, That's it exactly. That's what I feel like sometimes. Like even it's like I'm eating so let me finish this real quick. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I'll just compare it with, with a modern story then with the modern Star Wars stories. Like Ray, Finn and Poe never have to end up with each other. And that's fine. They can all just be great friends. I think that Poe and, and Finn should have ended up together. You know, hey, it's kind of cowardly. You didn't make them, like, you know, make out all the times they were hugging each other. But, no, I'm just kidding. But um, No, I thought that would have been great because, like, you know, it's just. Yeah. It's just. They, they very clearly had this great bromance, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like. They, well, I've been, you know, I've just, I've been an ally for a long time. So, that would have been me just pushing, like, thing, like, we was just, like, who cares? Like, just let them have. People, yeah. Let people, let people who do that, let people who. I understand like, why they didn't, and and it's very clearly because they want that China money. And China is one of the biggest yeah. markets in the world, and, yep. uh, and that's going to be a problem we're going to be grappling you know, with. I feel like really intensely well, in the next. Year. Here's the thing: like, like I, I get people are upset about this, and they're like, "Well, mm-hmm. you know, put your money where your mouth is. Don't care about the money, blah blah blah." But Disney's a company that exists to make money. I'm sorry to break it to you. That's they all. Just that's are. all. Every company. That's yeah. all. That's all. Every company is right. You, you look at yeah, you look at sports and everything else, and people are like, "Oh, you know, during COVID, they only want seasons to go on because they want money." Of course. That's their whole that's fucking job. They, they want. That's, that's, that's why that's they what exist. The players want too. The players <laughs> want to play and they want to make. That's money. why the if if nobody watched sports, there'd be no money and nobody would do it. Yeah. Like well, that's I think just some how it people is. would still do it, but it would only be like the really hardcore people that you you find like you know in the the gyms just pumping iron all the time. Right. They just want to do it because they want to be physically dominant. Yeah. Or like you know they just want to push themselves beyond limit, which is like the extreme athlete, which is something I can really appreciate. Right. You know, well, the Olymp- the Olympian. You look at something something else like something like chess, where mm-hmm. there's not a lot of money in it at lower levels because there's not a lot of interest in it. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, like I think Bowling, che- like. Chess is gaining interest more now, I think, because there's like some movements with it. But like at lower levels, well, there's just a lot Uni- more nerds now too. You know? Right. Well, in Europe, it's a little different. But in the United States, like if you if you're a young junior chess player and you want to go to a chess tournament, you have to bring your own board and pieces and clock. Like, <laughs> like th- there's no money in it. Like people, you know, these people that run these events, they don't supply they you do. with the boards. Like they do it because they love it. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's just. Companies exist to make money. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. That's just how it is. And China is one of the yeah. biggest movie markets in the entire world. So yeah. you understand? People understand. There's 1.2 billion of them, and there's 340 million of us. Right? Yeah. Like you got to look at the statistical on who's going to spend more money on movie consuming movies. You know, right. And if and if they won't show a movie because two main characters are kissing and you can't easily cut that out, yeah. like the. That's just how, and and we should maybe make strides to help China see that, you know, gay people are people too, and they deserve the same rights. But again, again, back to what I was saying at the very beginning, you can't force everyone to think the same as you, because that's just not how the, like, why would you want to force people to change that aren't ready to change? Like, you have to meet people where they are. And And you just make it, it makes it violent and makes like, you know, revolutions. 
yeah. when, you, when you try to force people to think something, they they run back to their corner. Even if they were they were willing to, to learn and change before, if you're trying to force them, they will run back to their corner and hide because people don't like to be forced to do things. It's just how yeah. it is. So, yeah. um, um, anyway, so I was getting back. The one thing I did didn't like about the whole four, five, and six relationships again is like Leia was a, such a in that relation, but still, like it just even for all the rescuing, even for all the flipping on his head, you know, it just seemed like they're they're most of their scenes together were just like, "Hey, girl, I'm <laughs> bad," and she's like, "Oh." I'm so innocent. Like, I'm bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying you to know, think, like, too. Like, did... It's like, like the, that kissing, like, the, the scene in the, in, the, in, the, in the, you know, in the space park, you know? Like, yeah. He's got cornered. He's got her pinned up against the wall. She can't leave, you know? It's just one of those... Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's... it's it's That that scene is almost kind of uncomfortable now that I think about it. But yes. I do so wonder... It's about a tall man cornering a woman in a cramped hallway and saying, yeah, you can't leave until you kiss yeah, me, basically. But. I, I do wonder if their relationship even really served the story. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like you could have told the story without it. Like, it, it helps with, like, some, like, humorous elements or whatever. Well, um, you know, you also have to remember, like, act, act two is a thing. And sometimes you just got to fill in, like, you know, all right, we need something to write in here, man. We need to get something. Like, you know, there's, like... The tra- like the trash monster scene, you know, when they fall yeah. into the compactor and there's some random creature there. Like, okay, we need to have the romance because, you know, they just... I don't feel like there was so- any romance there, though. Like, you know... Yeah, like- there wasn't any romance. That's the thing. Like, you came and, th- you know, they were just fucking the, the, shitting all over the, each other like you said and then the they funny just thing making is, out in the hallway the funny thing is is like it seems like a lot of relationships depicted in media almost do border on sibling rivalry like yeah like han and leia's interactions seem like that of a brother and sister almost like just yeah. picking at each other trying to annoy each other very like, very few times do you see like relationships where it's two adults interacting with each other you know because you're you're you know per- the person you fall in love with is supposed to be your partner in life you know right that's just that's just the uh, you know our who whom or how many i don't know anyway so i'm just saying <laughs> i just saying that like you know it, it, it's really important that that person is someone you can trust wholesomely and you can have very important adult conversations with you know and right. some, that's the problem like a lot of the romantic conversations that happen in star wars like you know they don't talk about their feelings they're just like i'm bad yeah <laughs> you know and it you almost don't need it, right? Like, mm-hmm. Han- Leia would have still saved Han from Jabba, whether they liked each other or not. Like, yeah. because it's the right thing to do, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the the I guess the good thing is, like, Luke, who is our hero, actually doesn't end up with someone in the movies, which is, like, mm-hmm. very different for movies of that time as well. Yep. Um, so it's like, that's good to see. Like, they didn't force a relationship just with some you know, other main character, like they almost did with Leia, but then they're like, let's make them brother and sister. Sister, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that was good to see. Um, but now, you know, we have modern viewers and modern star Wars movies and you get this whole thing about people trying to ship things like Finn and Poe, which I don't mind, but like Ray and Kylo shipping and, and, uh, Ray and, and Finn, like I never saw them as a relationship. Like I always thought like Ray and Finn had a brother, sister relationship. Always. Like yeah. that's how I always felt about them is like they they viewed each other and as it brother was like, sister. It worked, you know. It, it worked like when when Ray was stepping on Finn's head, you know, when she was fixing the Millennium Falcon. Like that's such a brotherly sisterly thing to do. When yeah. they're going around together, like plotting on how to, you know, Han Solo's about to break in through <laughs> tubes or yeah. Even that scene where like, okay, we're gonna break the, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna 
close these doors and then open the, the doors of the monsters, right? Yeah. And she, like, drops uh, BB-8 on him, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you know, they, like, they pull it up and they both look at the broken tube and you're like, uh-oh. Like, at the same time, that's just sibling, that's sibling stuff, you know? Right. And I absolutely love that because that's a, you know, and, again, don't want to start moaning, but in, in my book, the main character are twins and they're brother and sister, you know? And it's a, it's because a, it's a, din- a dynamic I don't think is used very often. I think it has infinite potential you know right even if they're not directly related still like that, that kind of special interaction is just something you can't really get anywhere else yeah i also feel like people have kind of been trained to to want to believe that just because two people get along they should be in a relationship like mm-hmm. you look at you look at finn and rose and people thought like oh they should be together which no they shouldn't and rose kissing him also made no sense i didn't like that yeah <laughs> uh well, rose and- rose is you know Look it. If you're gonna stop him from from it, dying, you should have died. I'm sorry. Like she should have died in that movie I, see, as a sacrifice. I would have died on every last hill for the last Jedi if they would have killed Finn in that movie. Because exactly. that, been like, that is such a bold. Like if he would have just flown in and he would have like blown everything up and like Kylo Ren would have come like limping out of this. Like I limping out of like the wreck of like you know the plane and stuff and like it's just Finn no you know right and then it inspired everybody else to go fight the good fight against the first order you know and gave him the chance to escape yeah but they 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 literally (laughs) like you know his he was trying to make the sacrifice to save them which for a movie purpose or like okay well we can't we can't let him do that because then there's no reason for luke to show up and stuff mm. and whatever but like th- there kind of still could be a reason for luke to show up you know like yeah because kylo's there and he's like super angry now he's going like force mode angry and he's like electrocuting people and shit yeah you know because he's he's at the end of the day he still he still has sky like good old skywalker blood yeah so he's supposed to be a super potent uh, potent force user you know right i, I mean if you're um, looking at finn and in in rose like Rose prevented him from sacrificing himself, and then she said, "We're not going to win by killing what we hate. We're going to win by saving what we love," which is not I, a good line because I just remember seeing a meme like that came out forty-five minutes after the movie uh, that was from Alien. First, like, what the fuck are we supposed to use, man? Harsh language. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. against the Empire, like they're looking up at the Death Star. It was just so fun. Right. It's like it's just one of those things. It's like if you're gonna do that, like. Why, why, why not go all the way and like have her have her die? Like that would have a good impact. Like that would be meaningful, you know. But yeah. instead, it's like again, it's like one of the things. It's like they just kind of didn't want to let that the, happen. They didn't have the balls. Like that's just it. At the end of the day, like I'm pretty sure there's a nicer way to put it. But at the end of the day, they pussied out and they didn't want right. to kill the main character of the movie because the main character, you know, it's just I. <laughs> It's, they yeah. just didn't want it like they just didn't have the balls to do it like the other day they just didn't want to kill like like you know a, a darling character that a lot of people i like finn you know i would have been upset if he would have died but that's yeah. good because that means that means that's a one a good thing that means he was well written despite what the movies had everything set up against him yeah and it also means like you know that sacrifice if it would have impacted me like that it probably would have impacted others like twice as much you know right they, because, you know, I just remember, like, when we, you and I went to see Man of, Man of Steel. <laughs> no, no, uh, not Man of Steel. Uh, BVS? BVS. When, when Superman, the spoilers, when Superman fucking died, 
you know, I heard people in the, in the movie theater going, <gasps> like, and I was like, uh, when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, Dude. guys, like, I do not give enough of a shit about Superman for this. It's for not this. even that. It's the way it happened. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, ho- like, pa- pause real quick. This is going to be a tangent, like, not a long mm. one, but this is a man who couldn't even swim to the top of a fucking shallow pool because he had kryptonite next to him and couldn't move. He was incapacitated. But then he could fly holding a kryptonite spear like two miles and have enough strength to plunge it into a fucking rock monster. Like, that's right. Are you kidding me? How? How? He couldn't even move in fucking water. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you're telling me this makes sense to you? No, it doesn't fucking make sense. Like, okay, and everybody who's anybody knew that they were going to fucking kill Superman. Like, Doomsday is here, guys. He's going to die. It's yeah. it just... It, I, and then they give him yeah, a fucking those, military funeral with bagpipes and those, horses. Yeah, those... Yeah, those... Like, it was just Oscar bait. Like, I don't know how else to describe those movies. Like, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman. Like, all those long, slow panning shots with that deep or- emotional orchestra. You know, like... It's just Oscar bait shit, and I fucking hate... That's why those movies, like, spark a certain rage in me, because I just hate Oscar bait. I hate trying too hard. I hate when people take themselves way too seriously, you know? The thing that made Justice League and all those cartoons great when I was a kid is because sometimes they were hella funny, and they didn't take themselves too seriously, you know? And it was really... And it was was enjoyable to watch. Yeah, but when they did take themselves seriously, it meant something. It was very... It was impactful. Like when when Hawkgirl... Do you remember when Hawkgirl had to kill Solomon Grundy in the sewer? You know, and they were... And Hawkgirl... They had spent a whole two episodes or one episode building this relationship about this Solomon Grundy is actually just this guy who got screwed over. Like, you know, he got chased down to a bog and he got cursed. And now he's like this evil old zombie that just can't die. Right. And all he wants to do is die at the end of the day. And all he can remember is his name, you know, in that, in the riddle, you know, born on, born on today, blah, blah, blah. I'm yeah. sure you know it. Um, and that's, then she fucking maces him. <laughs> you know, like one of the worst ways to go first. And you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. You know, when you're 13 or 14 watching that, you're like, Oh man, that's hardcore. You know, or like, uh, in the first one, when and when those Martian aliens are like, you know, John, all of John Jones' people are dead, and you, he's like emotionally destroyed about it, like all my right. people are gone, and I need to save your guys' race. You know, he's like really committed to not letting this happen somewhere else. And but at the same, at the end of the day, he also like you know, takes funny shapes and turns into dogs and harasses people, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he can love yeah. John Jones or even takes John, over people. Yeah, yeah, John Jones. Yeah, <laughs> how do you pronounce his name? Give me your best John Jones. Uh, well, I just call him John Jones, but yeah, uh, I, I I think some people say like Jean Jones and stuff, and like <laughs> Jean Jean. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah. Are you are you want me to impersonate him? Yeah, can you do? Can you do? You remember how we used to say John Jones? Like how we pronounce his name? John Jones. Like, I am John Jones. <laughs> I am John Jones. I'm here to save your planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man! Okay. I got I, lo- I got I love Justice League. Let's, we, should, uh, we should just we'll get back to, just, to Star Wars, I guess. Just, yeah, we'll get back to Star Wars. Uh, relationship, go quick. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, oh yeah, going through Finn curbing these bitches, right? <laughs> so yeah. Finn doesn't want Rose, uh, and then right. So and Finn, then who wants Rose? Because that's another thing. Like she fucking. He's trying to leave to go save Ray because, like we said, we've like we've established, she like everyone thinks he's leaving because he's a fucking coward. He's not leaving because he's a coward. He's leaving because he wants to find Ray. He doesn't give a shit about the resistance because like Ray and Finn, Ray and Poe like helped rescue him. 
Right. And Rose, well, nar- Rose fucking narks on him and like gets him like just and right. it, it's uh, yeah. I I never thought Finn and and Rose should be a couple, and I never thought Finn and Jana should be a couple. And the thing is, like when when Ray, I mean uh, when Finn and Jana were like connecting over both being taken as kids to become stormtroopers who broke their coding or whatever. Like, I think a lot of people watch that scene and are like, oh, look, it's a love interest for him. But it's not. Like, they don't have to end up together just because they can talk well with each other, you know? Because they have a connection. Like, that doesn't mean you should be with someone, right? And I Uh think we're trained to think that that is what that means. Like, if you get along with someone and they're nice to you and you're nice to them, then you should be in a relationship. But this is not the real world. Like, people don't don't just, like, like you because you're nice. Like, and then you end up together. Like... There's a lot that goes into building a relationship, so um, I, I never, I never saw that for them, and 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 again, I never saw it with Ray and Finn either. Like all these people trying to ship all these relationships, like I, I think it's very bra- actually, you know, we we talk about how Disney is kind of cowardly with things, but like it's very mm. brave of them not to force Finn into a relationship with all yeah, these women. Yeah, I'm glad that too. Like they obviously backed out of the Rose relationship just because it was so dumb. Like you know, it just didn't make any sense. Like it. It wasn't even. It was. It was the worst kind of relationship. It was just. It wasn't even a toxic relationship. It wasn't even a good relationship. It was just people talking to each other, interacting with slight romantic undertones, and then they just. Right, and these again. Sorry, these, sitting. <laughs> these are characters who who, in a good way, are imperfect. Right, like Rose. Yeah. Rose is clearly a traumatized character. Like she lost her sister. She's like. Seems she's, yeah. But we, when we first meet her, she's like, you know, and that's another thing that I really wanted to, that's another thing that makes me like, I'm going to take a second tangent here to shit on the movie, but <laughs> when you first get introduced to Rose, you know, like I've, I've struggled with weight issues in the past before, you know, and she's just a character sobbing because her awesome badass sister went off to war and died. And now she's just this pathetic third rate mechanic you know sitting in a hold crying because i can't do this without you like you're so much stronger than me you know that's a damn good character that's really underused like you know just like the person who like you said the regular person like what what ray was originally supposed to be you know she was just Mm -hmm. a nobody like she was just a basic average joe person who was just a mechanic for the resistance because her badass sister was kind of dragging her around the galaxy you know right and now that she lost that main support structure, it's she see I, I don't know. It's just one that just how getting introduced to her crying like in the hold holding that necklace. What I thought was a great way to introduce her, and I was really excited for that kind of character. And then right. it just she's just yeah. <laughs> we we know how it went. Yeah, <laughs> we all, she, we she's almost like a, an emotionally stunted person in a way where. Like she, she wants to do the right thing all the time, and she's almost like mm-hmm. just a young person who has an, a very idealistic, like vision of the world, who doesn't mm-hmm. understand the harsh reality of things, and doesn't yeah. understand that like, if if it was possible to do all these nice, great things all the time, we would have done mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. And, and the the reason why it's not getting done is because we don't realize how trying to do this affects other people. It, yep. Like it, it, nothing we like again going back to to Anakin. Nothing we we do will benefit everyone, and not everyone will agree on it. And we can't yeah. make them. Like yeah, we and we shouldn't want to make them. Yeah, right. You can't you can't not make people sell weapons of the Empire. 
<laughs> right. And, that's and, just, and that's yeah. another great part of that movie, like this moral ambiguity. Like they're not just selling to the empire. They're to the empire. They're selling to the rebellion. They're, they're too. selling to to I, both sides. What happened to that guy? That gambling guy with the weird quirks. Where did he go? Who I want cares? him back. I want. I want. I liked him a lot. I <laughs> didn't like him. <laughs> Why? Because he wasn't even really the one. He wasn't even the code breaker. Like, yeah, I he, know, but he he was just a cool fucking random guy. They happened to still like, you know. He's, yeah, I, he he's a good character for for more of the thematic ambiguity kind of thing, you know. Like, and I, you know, it's sometimes it's fun for like you know those cinematic like like for those those movie things to happen. You know, like right? Which just, which opening scroll was it? Was it Revenge of the Sith? Whatever that said, there are heroes on both sides. One of the scrolls yeah. had that right, and yeah. it's like you never really think about it sometimes, but like uh, it, it's true. Like there are heroes on both sides. Like th- this is, yeah. the, you know, just again, like you know, the Empire is this big corrupt government, but that doesn't mean there aren't good people in the the Empire, right? Like th- there are people maybe are misled or whatever. or you know, don't agree with everything that their their well, government is doing, but do you remember in the Mandalorian there was a scene where he was talk where the top not the, the not the Mac Daddy Moff, but the like you know the first Moff we get introduced to is talking to the Mandalorian. He was like, "The Empire improves every system it touches by any measurable metric: mm-hmm. safety, uh, ec- ec- economy, you know, like health, food production." And in return, you got to deal with some asshole soldiers, right? Um, and but you know, it's 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 just one of those things. It's a moral dilemma, you know. It's a seri- it's a serious moral dilemma. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just one of the. It's do you when you have a massive military for like uh, going off topic again here, but uh, Fallout New Vegas had this really good faction called Caesar Legion, which was kind of like a Roman Empire in the post apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole idea, you, you think they're these horrible barbarians until you actually meet Caesar and you're talking to him. And he's like, look, man, like, we're living in the post-apocalypse. Like, he convinced, like, you know, he, he he's just so righteous and, like, he's actually moral even though, like, these soldiers, like, do horrible things to people. Like, they crucify people. Like, and, you're, but he still just make an argument. Like, it's post-apocalypse. You know, it's a rough galaxy. That's right. what the mob is saying. Like, it's, you know, we have a galaxy where everyone's, you know, we're, we're not in Star Trek Discovery phase. We're not even like you know in uh, start is uh, start. You know, was it Warhammer? It's kind of like Warhammer 40k almost. Like they're in a they're in a perpetual state of war all the time. Like the galaxy is kind of one big. Most of it, if you're lucky enough, you're living in the inner rim, which is you know you're at the mercy of politicians. And if you're out of it, you're at the outer rim. You're at the mercy of criminals. If you're just a regular person, right? You know? And it's it's just not an easy place to live. The galaxy, and it's yeah. I mean, yeah. even under the Republic, right? <laughs> like yeah, it, it, well they're still slaves. They're still slaves on Tatooine, right? You know, like and, and you know, it, Padme was saying to Anakin, "Oh, I thought they banned all slaves." You know? Right. Which again, and, it goes it goes to the point. Like we we can criticize people still criticize the prequels to this day, and some of it is right rightly so. But you mm. can understand why Anakin becomes Darth Vader because he mm. grew up as as a slave under a system. That that previously existed that that wasn't a good system necessarily, right? The empire wasn't mm. a what was definitely probably a worse one, but yeah, like you know, he it's, it's a huge it's a hugely complicated issue to get into. It could probably be around, like you know the moral ambiguity of the empire could be its own episode. <laughs> right. I mean, the moral ambiguity of even Darth Vader, uh, like you know, yeah, who, who did like, awful things but felt like he was doing the right things. I, I, I'm yeah. sure. 
you know, Palpatine, you know, in like we, we this isn't this isn't lore anymore. This is extended universe, but you know, the what were they called? The ver the the flesh beast, the Veratong, Veravong. Mm-hmm. You know, he saw them coming. That's why he built the Empire, or, or at least that's what that's what you know the lore reason was. One of those books I read a long time ago. You know, yeah. he, he 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 reason he wanted to build an empire is because he wanted to have like a super military structure for this outside galactic force that ends up does killing a ton of people in the galaxy because they eat plants. Well, know? and this is what makes the best villains, right? Villains whose mm-hmm. actions you can understand but would never condone, yeah. right? Yeah, you look absolutely. at like. They just get put. They're doing the best they can with what they're given, or they just get. They've just been pushed to an absolute. In Palpatine, I don't think that that's true. I think he's an evil asshole. And I think no, no, of course. Yeah. A, I think he just wants to be an evil asshole because he lives his best life all the time. Well, well, I mean, his soul, his he he's like a lot of classical villains. His sole desire is power and and getting that power at any cost, and he does it intellectually, which is which is a new thing. Like a lot of people just find other ways, but. Uh, he's very smart in the way he comes to power, um, mm-hmm. but you look at you look at some of the, some of the best villains in modern history, like modern film history. You look at Thanos, whose whose ideologies are extreme, and people mm-hmm. really understand. I've heard people defend what he does, you know, but I mm-hmm. would never. I don't think you should defend it. You can understand it, but you can't condone that. Like just killing half the world because you know it might make some people's lives better. Like you can't condone something like that, right? And even Killmonger, right? You can understand why he believes what he believes, but you can't condone yep. his actions, you know? And again, yep. you bring it to the to the modern world, you can apply this to the real world. You can understand why people are burning down cities, but you should never condone yeah. it or justify it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? And and that's where we are. That's 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 the beauty of art. It's how mm-hmm. you can apply it to the real world. And you can yep. see that these people do bad things they might not necessarily be terrible people but they do bad things and some of them are bad people but you 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 can't condone or justify their actions you can only understand them and if you can't understand them then they truly are just terrible people (laughs) you know yeah Um, well there's definitely like you know i'm i'm definitely of the personal belief that there are just you know there are fucking like kids out there that are born like they like peel like the skin off the squirrels and shit like just oh, yeah. fuck like i'm i've met some really creepy at like when i was younger i met some really creepy at, like i just want to walk away from you not talking like you know you pull like the legs off a bug and shit and i was like oh right and i'm like <laughs> we always got to be vigilant for those kind of people too and that's always yeah. gonna be the hard thing you know it's it's very juvenile and i don't mean that in an insulting way it's very juvenile and naive to believe you know and we do as kids we believe that people are just inherently good we all grow up we're all good and and mm-hmm. you know there's the the evil people in the world like were radicalized by something or whatever right mm-hmm. but there are like you grow up and you realize that most people are actually just kind of scumbags right like yeah. most people are not they wanna, like they ha- do the easy thing right like it, it just is what it is unfortunately and 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 we're not all great people we're we're just not so yeah. Uh, like you know, it, and some people, some people, like you know, becoming a human is an extremely complicated process. You know, like our brains come out. So, like you know, the reason it's easier for other animals to have kids rather than us is because our heads are so big when we come out because our brains are right. so complicated. You right. know, and it's just, it's just one of those things where you're not gonna get. Sometimes, man, I just think those wires get crossed. I don't know, man. When I just see someone pulling legs off a bug intentionally because he likes watching it swear, I'm like, oh, yeah, yikes, yeah, <laughs> big yikes. 
any people who are cruel to other people intentionally or cruel to animals intentionally, like yeah it, it's that's it's, the, that's always the big tell people who are cruel to animals like right. it's like you're being intent- because you know i always think of animals like three-year-olds you know or four-year-olds i don't really think of them like like animals like some people do you know right so it's just when you see someone who's like acting in with intentional cruelty to like small puppies and you're like what right and it's it goes back to an old like uh an old saying too is like if you want to judge someone's morality or goodness don't judge them on how they treat their peers judge them on how they treat their lessers right mm-hmm. like if you treat someone less fortunate than you or if you treat a defenseless child or animal in a, in, in a cruel way then you're not a good person yeah you know and of course there's moral moral ambiguity and like gray areas to a lot of things in life and a lot of people are a lot of people do things because of the way they were treated as children but again it doesn't just it it, it doesn't justify it it just explains it right like yeah. you know you can understand but you can't justify or condone right that's where yes. I come down on it. So, yeah. Um, I guess the last relationship we, we should talk about, you know, getting back to Star Wars, is Ray and Kylo. And my uh, whole my whole thing we is we can talk about it for five minutes. It's not, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it just felt like it wasn't a relationship right up until the last movie. Right. You know, well, I, I'm gonna be honest. Like, in this, this might sound weird to you, but if Finn and Ray were brother and sister, I feel like. Uh, Kylo was the older brother of the two. True. You know? That's what it feels. That's what it really feels like to me. Like, especially those scenes when they had the Force connection. Like, you know, those were great scene, scenes. They are great scenes when, especially like you know, it's just the regular stuff for regular people. Like, you know, when they're saying, "Fuck, I don't want to do this right now," and Kylo's like, "You know what? Me neither." Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's just funny, funny little stuff like that that sets it up, and I just again just wasted potential and not not having a plan not having a game plan going into this and what you wanted to do with them and we even saw how that struggled with luke and leia you know in the first movie but at least they were able to course correct because they brought in a different writer for the fifth movie i love you i know oh like it just breaks your heart you know it's at the end as much as i bash on bad boy stuff all the time sometimes when you just deliver those perfect lines like that you know it's just Cinematic. I don't know. Do you like yeah. that line? Do you think that's a? Do you think that's a good line? You know, it's on the top of a relationship. What do you think? I, know uh, we've talked about I think. Past. I think it's again a symbol of the times. If you look at mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, you know, it came out in 1980. You know, yeah. And and people to this day, bad boy line. people yeah. to this day still say like that's one of the greatest lines in history. And like you know, it just just like he's such a badass. You know, and it's yeah. like like that's true. And but again, it's something that we maybe as men think was is endearing, right? We think we're yeah. being funny and like and clever and like our deadpan like uh, 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 humor, r- humor yeah. and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know, th- these are things that I as a man think is a funny thing. But yeah. a woman might be like, wow, what a f- what an asshole, <laughs> you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? You know, I just told you, and then zooms. <laughs> um, yeah, but even okay. some women might be like, oh, that's mysterious and like blah blah blah, oh, yeah, like. Definitely. But yeah, okay, so what were we talking about? So, so Ray and Kylo, Ray and yeah, Ben. Yeah, so, sorry, I don't know. So what, Ray, whatever. So yeah, I, I think of Ben more as the older brother. But then the sixth movie comes along. The last, not the sixth movie, the ninth movie comes along, and then the relationship just gets really weird. And you know, the, another big problem is is that just this inability to commit to fucking anything in these movies, and especially the relationships. It was such a like you know, it's on, it's off. It's like you can feel it in the script, you know. Like how they were writing, like I want them to be in a relationship. Never mind. Now I want them to be in love. No, I don't. Now I do. You know. Well, it's just... for for me, it felt like 
Kylo's interest in her was never romantic. It uh-huh. was it was trying to manipulate her to join him, right? Yeah. And not join let him world, in a relationship. Let the old world burn, let the old world burn, away. burn away. Yeah, yeah like yeah. he he. Okay, like I don't think he was trying to manipulate her necessarily, like with her family stuff. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he was he was trying to convince her that she should join him, and she was trying to convince him that he could still be good. And these are good themes to have, and this is a good way to go. And and ultimately, he does go good. But there's never an implication that if he turns to the good side, that they'll be together, right? Mm-hmm. And. I, I don't know what else to say about the relationship. The kiss to me doesn't work. It, it, it doesn't work at all. And, it was so random and out of place. Like it was like last minute. Like you know, it, it would have been better if it was like a peck on the cheek from Ray. Right. That's what I think too, because it would have been more endearing. Right. That's me trying to. That's you know, that's hindsight, I guess. Maybe it sounded different in the moment. Maybe I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just, he gave the rest of his life force to save her. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Uh, then they kiss for some reason. Maybe she's grateful, and then he dies. It becomes but a force ghost. He, she gave a bit of her, of her life force to help a giant snake creature. She, she, and then Palpatine used both of their life forces to re- regain his power, and yet mm-hmm. nobody died. But then he gives a little bit of life force to save her because she looks pretty much dead, and uh, he dies. <laughs> like. I, I don't know how the life force guessing. thing works really. Like it it doesn't function well, I guess. Like script script scene forty seven. Kylo dies in caps tragically. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> like it is great. He dies to save her, but like yeah. that that is not that that's not why you should love someone. Like I didn't care. That's the thing. Like that's what it, like maybe some people cared and I'm just a heartless asshole. But Man, I just didn't give a shit when Kylo died because it's just because you felt like he should have. Because at the end of this movie, you still don't. Because at the end of this movie, you still don't really know where he is as a character. Sometimes, like sometimes you know where he is, but sometimes he isn't because you don't. You just talked to Harrison Ford flashbacks. So now he's good again, I guess. Even though he was beating the shit out of Ray on the Death Star, you know. Uh, Like, like okay, they're fighting. She stabs him, gives some of her life force to him, like to save him. And yeah. she's none the weaker for it, <laughs> you know. Like, and, and and like you understand, like okay, she saved him. I don't keep thinking about that, dude. They're so fucking squirrely with this force healing. What yeah. do they fucking think? Right. I, I just wouldn't. I sorry. This is. I, I just like this force healing, man. Like it just makes my blood boil now that I think about it, like, oh, she's special, but not here, but here, but not. When you're picking and choosing when someone gets to be the chosen one, like in the scenes, when it suits the plot, and then you're trying to generate fake care, like on other scenes. <sighs> Sorry, that was another tangent. Just... The, 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 the other thing, too, is like we're also given to believe that Kylo slash Ben can force heal. Because he, because because they're Cause a dyad, right? They're a dyad yeah. in the Force, and that's why they can Force heal. But maybe people are forgetting that Baby Yoda can also fucking so force, force heal. Force heal because he's just special, dude. And he's, he's not a dyad in the Force. He's just Yoda, right? <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> and and I'm yeah. sorry, Disney. No matter how much you fucking market it, nobody will ever call him the child. Knock it off. Mmm. <laughs> Report I am. <laughs> Fake my own death to dodge taxes I did. 
Think about taxes, the shit they are. Where did that meme even come from? Do you know where, like, I know Lego Yoda got fucking banned on Reddit, so I know that whatever shit was going on there must have been bad. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, but... It, uh, like, I, I see, I, I feel like this is ties into the pot, like earlier podcast and the podcast right now. Yeah. Kylo and Ray's were, quote, relationship, unquote, kind of sums up the whole movies. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Of you course. know, like, well, <laughs> what was the plan? Like, what, like, you guys hate each other, then you have this. Then you have, like, in, in Return of the Jedi, you have another Return of the Jedi, but The Last Jedi, you have, like, you know, the six, you have, like, the the almost sibling rapport between the two, you know, and then you have where, where like, Kylo is obviously trying to manipulate Rey, but it, was, it even, but, I don't know. You, you, you know, you go back to it, like, the, the things we talk about all come back to each other. It's, this is actually something that's really brilliant, right? We're talking about understanding... Yeah but not justifying or condoning. And guess what? Mm. You can understand why Kylo, why Ben became Kylo based on like the final mm. story we hear about, you know, Luke and everything else. You understand it. Yeah. But you cannot justify or condone the actions he takes from that point. You just can't. Yeah. Like he murders a lot of people, a lot of fucking people. He kills whole villages a lot of times. Like, like yeah. this, this is a thing. Like he, he does bad things. That- that is one thing I think a lot of movies need to stop doing is that they're trying to make villains sympathetic, but then they like show scenes of them being badass, mowing down a bunch of randos. We need to understand that most humans actually do care about other human life genuinely. Right. And like seeing seeing Kylo like knife down a bunch of randos does not endear him to me in any right. way, shape, or form. You know, like I, the thing I didn't is, even think. Do you think? Do you think he should become a Force Ghost? No. Yeah, I, I think know, I, don't, I think I, what it is is like. The story couldn't decide when they wanted his redemption arc to be. And so yeah. they they would intertwine small things like showing his conflict and, sh- and showing these things. And then they yeah. go right back to showing him murdering people. And, and now that you say that, it's almost kind of gross. It's like he's leeching off of Ray's story almost because they were so fucking... He was so convoluted by the end of the whole series. It seems like they just kind of gave him Ray's story. You know, like right. Ray and... Like, and Ben and Ben died instead of Ray giving the more sacrifice. You know, yeah. like Ben was just he was just there and he fucking shits on the knights of Ren. He shows up, he yells at Palpatine, he gets thrown down a hole, he comes up, he kills Palpatine, dies, he saves right at the end. You know, yeah, just, I mean, you look at the Last Jedi, right? You know, they they make a big point about how he's conflicted after killing his dad. Like he's more conflicted, his soul is absolutely is, is ripped, all this stuff, right? And yeah. then he goes and out again, in his again, Tie Fighter. And he's like, you know, flying like a badass. And then he has the opportunity to kill his mom, and he doesn't. Two two Mm -hmm. tie fighters behind him shoot the the uh, the cockpit bridge. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and and it makes him gasp. You know, makes him like, oh fuck, like you know. And like you're you're seeing this conflict, and you're seeing this 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 turn, and then he ends up killing Snoke, and then he kills a bunch of Praetorian guards, and we and then he decides, (laughs) I'm evil. I'm choosing now to be the supreme leader. I'm Kylo Ren. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know who I am. All I know is that I just must right. kill every character with any semblance of plot in this movie. Yeah, and then okay, let's hunt down the fucking re- the resistance and destroy them all and and do all this stuff now. Like it, it, it just it it's like it's, they, so, it's so weird how he seems like the epitome of like edgy male character, but that that is the one thing that hasn't been prescribed to him yet. Like he saw he solves almost all of his problems with anger, you know. Right, and it, 
and it's just a really weird thing to think about that they never like you know like dread. like he never had to come to terms with like he was never haunted he was haunted by the what he took so much life but he was only haunted by one life he took you know right and that to me doesn't make him like an endearing character that doesn't make me like him that makes me think about he only cares about people that are important to him and not humans in general you know or people sorry because this is the universe so there's a lot of aliens and stuff. yeah it's so, it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like you think about you know he wants Ray to join him and he's like you know y- your parents are nobody and you're nothing but not to me like you're something to me right which is which yeah. is a nice thing again but you know then they fight over the lightsaber it breaks in half she escapes he's knocked out and then sure Hux shows up and then he's like okay I'm the supreme leader now uh, like which maybe he only did because he was unconscious and Hux showed up right but then he yeah. he hops in his fucking ship and starts attacking the resistance. And then he tries to kill Luke Skywalker. Like, yeah. like, uh, and then at the beginning of Rise of Skywalker, he murders a whole fucking village to get a wayfinder. And then yeah, he wants he to go one. kill Palpatine because he wants to, and then he wants to rule the galaxy. And it's like, and then, uh, and then I don't want to rule the galaxy. I want to love Ray. All of my like, <laughs> oh, my dad. It's See, one of the, the, thing, like, the conversation between Han and, and Ben when they're on the, the uh, you know the Death Star and like it's a ghost again and Harrison Ford and uh, Adam Driver just being amazing actors right and when Harrison Ford really gives a shit that guy can deliver some hard, heavy dialogue you know mm-hmm. um, and so Adam Driver is just a you know A class probably one of the he's honestly I think he's one of the best actors out there right now just like after watching Marriage Story um, and it, it, it's just like that it was so they make it seem like he's supposed to feel bad about his mom but then it all becomes about Ray you know (laughs) (laughs) you know like that whole scene is basically him saying oh I'm so sad I killed my parents blah 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 I'm gonna sacrifice stuff to go save Ray and find redemption I guess I don't know it's, you know, it's just it's it, like you said. It's it's emblematic of the entire trilogy. Like yeah, it's so and, inconsistent. Yeah, and Ray and Kylo's story, and it's it's emblematic because it's just like to fucking pick up, pick a speed. You know, pick a lane. What are you doing? Like, figure it out. Like, you guys are a multi-billion-dollar studio. Right. You like, should be able to figure out what your what your characters are doing in your fucking movies. Yeah. At, at, like throughout the Last Jedi, you see you see the conflict, and you're like, there's. This is the redemption arc. But then the conflict is gone. He makes his choices. Yeah. Like, you know, with, with Vader, you get it because, like, he starts being conflicted as soon as he meets Luke, and then he's conflicted all the way through the rest of his story. Absolutely. Like, you know, he lets them on to Endor. You know, like, no, let him go. And right. two, he just has, for all the problems, you know, Return of the Jedi has, that one scene between Luke uh, between Luke and Darth Vader on Endor, I always thought was amazing because yeah. Darth Vader just straight up tells Luke, it's too late for me. You know, yeah. and it's just that's something Kylo that I wish Kylo would have had that moment because that makes Darth Vader's sacrifice much more important. You know. Well, the thing is, like, Kylo does say it's too late for him, but then continues to make bad decisions. <laughs> like, like that's the thing is, like Vader, Vader is is conflicted throughout, like yes. throughout the end. Right when we meet Kylo, he's conflicted, but by the end, he's resolute. For and, no reason. And then they bring back his conflict. Like, like I, I don't get it. Like. You were already on the path to redemption because he was conflicted, right? He chose yeah. to kill his father. He thought that would solve his conflict. It made it worse. Throughout the yeah. whole of The Last Jedi, you see he's conflicted until the end when all of a sudden he's the supreme leader. He's going to destroy the resistance. 
Yeah, he's gonna burn away the old world. Right, that's and then he, and you know then he finds the, the 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 dice from the Millennium Falcon. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a hint there of conflict again. And then at the beginning of Rise of Skywalker, he's murdering a village again. <laughs> <laughs> like just oh, why like like I get it I get it I wanted him to be redeemed too but the way they told that story seemed backwards to me it it, it is backwards like like the- I I like this idea of the this conflicted villain throughout Force Awakens and Last Jedi but you uh, redeem him somewhere along the lines not you know, there could this might be me going off tangent and being too hardcore indie here but like um what I think is what if there was no redemption or can he never found redemption you know that's another story that could be told too someone who just fall he fell to the dark side you well, know and it's, a, and it's a story of caution like it can happen to the best of us like, at, you know, at the end was, of The Last Jedi I truly believed he was beyond redemption like yeah so did I because it, he was he had killed so many people and he had done so many awful things and Right. You Up know, until that point, I was like, okay, they're going to redeem him. He's so conflicted. Like, this is going to be a great redemption story for, for Ben Solo. But, uh-huh. like, at the end of the day, it just... They, 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 they showed him make choices, right? Like, again, Vader did awful things, and he was still redeemed. But Vader, uh-huh. as soon as he was conflicted from that point on, he was going to be good. The, he was conflicted the whole time. Right. Yeah, like, you know... Like, he, you know, he 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 didn't ever have that like. And at least Vader had a plan, you know. Like, hey, you know, with Ray, it was a spur of the moment thing. Let the old world burn away. But he's like, me and you, father and son, together, we can defeat the Emperor and we can rule the galaxy and make it a better place. Right. And all Kylo had to say was, "Let the old world burn away, Ray. <laughs> Let it burn away." <laughs> yeah. The fire. Well, fire was going on in the background and stuff, and I was right. like, oh. so they're like rubbing my eyes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's I, like I, I, I thought the fight scene was cool, but I thought like back to romance that scene in the throne room between Ray and Kylo. I just never thought it was very good. If I'm not honest, like why are they tugging on the lightsaber? Like what does it have to mean? Like Ray, you've met Anakin Skywalker. You know he's not all he's cracked up to be, and this lightsaber can't be a symbol of him anymore because all you're gonna think about is that weird dude who lives on an island by himself drinking nipple milk. You know, right? And Kylo, and Kylo, this is a guy that wanted to kill you. you know? Or is that is that Anakin's lightsaber the fighting one, or is that Luke's? It's it. Well, it was Anakin's, and then it was Luke's, and then Luke lost it in Cloud City, and then somehow Mos Kanata got it. So whose lightsaber? <laughs> they they split in half. What? It was it was originally Anakin's. Okay, so that was Anakin's lightsaber. Okay, so that makes a little bit more sense that they're fighting over, but still, I just... Yeah, because it was Anakin's, I, and then Obi-Wan gave it to Luke, and then Luke right. got his hand cut off in Cloud City, and then we never saw it again until Mos Kanata had it. Held down a hole. Yeah. Got, so, um, got a metal detector. He just went down there, did a few <laughs> sweeps, and got it, picked it up. Like, ooh, free lightsaber. True. Can you imagine being a being a scout salvager in Star Wars? You make millions. You yeah, just, you all you do all well, day. Hey, Ray was a scavenger. <laughs> exactly, you're a salvager like uh, the opening of Fallen Order. You're a scout, you're a salvager. Like that's the idea. Yeah, it, it's it's with okay. I, I know people are gonna think right because we talked about how you know Vader wasn't conflicted and then was and then became good, right? And they're gonna say, well, Anakin was conflicted all the time, right? And then became mm-hmm. Vader, and so so they're connecting those things probably. But again, we, this is a very important note. Anakin Skywalker dies essentially yeah. and becomes Darth Vader. Anakin yeah, Skywalker this... was conflicted. Darth Vader was not. Mm-hmm. And it comes up best in this, uh, the Clone Wars when uh, you know Ashoka's facing Darth Vader. Ahsoka is facing Darth Vader, 
and Darth Vader just this is you know Darth Vader at his prime. This is what him at is most powerful. You know, right. said. Yeah, it, Anakin it, Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him, and then Ahsoka goes, "I will avenge my master," and then she doesn't. You know, right. and it's it's awesome. You know, th- and, someone asked this question. I saw on Twitter. Someone said, um, uh, "Are Darth Vader and Anakin the same person, or whatever?" And a lot yeah. of people are saying, "Yes, they are." Blah blah blah. But like, you know, the quotes just come to my head. You know, Yoda said, "The boy you trained, gone. He is consumed by Darth Vader." Right. Mm-hmm. And then Obi Wan is oh. talking to to Luke, and he says, "the the your the boy I trained was uh you know whatever he he pretty much says the same thing. He said your father was a great man, and and Darth Vader killed him. That's right. what he said. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. Where are yeah. my glasses? Yeah, he says the good man that was your father uh, ceased to be Anakin Skywalker and became Darth Vader or something, right? Man, you got those lyrics. I mean, not those. <laughs> you got the, you got the script on play, hey, bro. Hey, and then and then you know you have what you said when when he himself says that Anakin Skywalker was weak and I yeah, killed I him, destroyed, right? Yeah, I destroyed him. Yeah, and and that's and that's, just, that's the whole just point. Killed, just like destroyed, like gone away. You know, Ben it's Ben that, Solo never disappears to become Kylo Ren. Until he fucking becomes a supreme leader, <laughs> like yeah, like uh, Ben Solo has always been conflicted, always, yeah. and then he he just isn't anymore. Yeah, like it's weird, you know, and and that's 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 the issue I have with it. But you know, I actually <laughs> like his story relatively. It just doesn't work the way it should. Yeah, I just like I said, I I just don't like. You know things done, and I I just try not to do things in half measure. I try to throw myself fully and immerse myself into what I'm doing. You know that's how I try to work, and I just feel like in this in this movie in particular. And again, I'm giving I gave Disney a lot of shit. I do greatly appreciate the movies, Disney movies. Like you know, I grew up. It's weird because I grew up with a bunch of girls like all the time, so they were always watching Disney princess Same. movies. But I I you know I like Prince Charming and I like the princess, so it was okay. It was fine. You know I just thought it'd be cool, badass, riding my white horse, go kill an evil dragon lady with the sword and shield and shit. You know, and it's just they should. <laughs> I just don't understand. The reason I'm so harsh on them is because they should know better. You know they made amazing movies that have changed people's lives and. They, we know they're capable of doing that because they made Spider-Man: Homecoming. You know, they took something that nobody thought was going to work because because Spider-Man had redone like eighteen bajillion times by that point. Right. They, you know, and they just thought it was going to flop, and then they just let everybody go wild and like make it. Maybe it's a little bit different because you know it's not Star Wars; it's not a three-part trilogy. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you know, the idea is there. Well, Spider-Man the idea- is a, Spider-Man is a difficult character to do, and yeah. the thing and is. They made it, the people who don't it. like those, who, the people who don't like Homecoming, complain that it's not really Spider-Man, which uh, is the point. Because if they did actual comic book Spider-Man from Earth Six One Six in the MCU, it wouldn't work. They had to make him work in the MCU, and they did, and that's what's so great about it. Uh-huh. Like that that character from the comics would not work in the MCU. Yeah. This version does, and that's again the thing. You can't you can't complain about characters being super super different and stories being super super different from from books to movies because they're different story forms like they're not the same continuity like it, it's just an alternate universe that's the way i think of it so yeah and this alternate universes you know they have numbers like you said said 626 i assume that's universe 626 which means yeah 626 and the 
66626 address. Is, is that what people put on their mail? And, and Marvel <laughs> Comics, like, what the dimension there? Yeah, they're like, okay, send this to R616 right now. Okay. Yeah, this address, uh, interdimensional mail, stuff right. like that. You know, but again, it's just all the things done at half measure in that, and by a studio that I know can do better. And the relationships are a great way to show how they just didn't commit to anything. And I just always struggle to understand why. You know, I just want to know, like, why people think and do certain things, like, a certain way. Right. And I just cannot for life me understand what happened with these movies. You know, because it's not that hard to make a good start, <laughs> if we're honest. Like, you know. You cut out. Can't hear you. Sorry, was I was like, me in my car, so I might switch. It's all right. No worries. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, perfect. <sighs> so, yeah, no, it's, it's just, I don't know. Like, I just, just, I just wish they could have committed. You know, there wasn't any commitment. That's one thing. It didn't feel like there was any commitment. It felt like they were switching between stories all the time, but I feel like I've said that like a hundred times, you know? Yeah. But it's, it, it's, they, but it's like, it's the main issue and it's the issue that keeps coming up because like, in, in like we're talking about relationships right now, like, you know, half their relationships are ruined because they couldn't commit to any of them and they couldn't right. flush them out all the way. And then they, they stopped halfway and they decided to do something different, you know? Right. And it's, it's just, it's just annoying. <laughs> yeah. Even, even Poe and his love interests from his, from Kajimi, right? Like, yeah, it's, she it, was just there. Like, why, like, why, why, you know, that's the thing. Like why everything in the movie has a certain specific purpose. What is she there for? Other than be a plot device and help push him along, you know? Right. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the best relationships are like you know R two D two and C three PO, BB eight and Dio, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah. droid relationships. But um, yeah, no, no, emo, no. It turns out things, no emotions, always have the best relationships in Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they should read some poetry books or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, just from, again, from for, go ahead. Just like with again with just Rose and Kylo and everything, it's just I just don't understand any of them. You know, I'm trying to understand them, and I just don't understand what the point was. You know, like if you're trying to find redemption, or if you, I know love is complicated, and sometimes not just one reason. You know, but these movies did not present love in in that abstract, complicated way. So I don't yeah. think I can give them that kind of credit. You know. Right. I can't give them the credit of them being like normal people because they were supposed to be they were supposed to be the leaders in highly stressful situations and they didn't they you know they, it. well I just don't think there was any like actual relationship love present in these movies like it was all yeah. very surface level kind of like romantic interest and yeah. like they never explored like relationship love like they explored friendship love like obviously between like Finn Poe and Ray like that uh. kind of stuff like their interactions were actually really good in in Rise of Skywalker, so um, like it's stuff like that. But like when when it comes to relationships, the the new movie is like really shied away from like actual relationships. But yes. in, in the old movies, which you know centered around Anakin and Padme, and then uh, included Han and Han and Leia, like the, these aren't great relationships that that people should aspire to. You know, e- even in the new movies, again, shying away from relationships, Han and, Han and Leia aren't together anymore. Like, yeah. like, th- and that's a great, 
that's a great way to do it too because like it turns out the old couple the old badass couple from the 70s and 80s turned out they had a bunch of things they didn't agree upon as they got older right. they went their separate ways you know and yeah. that's, a, that's a story for a different that's not a story for you and me that's a story for a much older generation you know right and even that's han a, han says to leia like you know after everything that happened like we had to deal with things in our own way right mm-hmm. which is like something a lot of people don't understand like in relationships sometimes you have to you go through something that your partner might not understand or you you react in a way they may not understand and at the end of the day it's your way of dealing with it and we're all people and we all have our own ways of dealing with things and that doesn't mean we don't love each other and we can't come back to each other it just means that we we have our own things we're all people yeah and sometimes we sometimes there are just differences that are irreconcilable that's just that's another unfortunate fact of life you know Right. Sometimes you're going to meet someone you think you really care about, but at the end of the day, there are just some things you just can't agree upon that just end up ending the relationship, you know? Yeah. Because with them, I felt like it was definitely a very, you know, um, morals versus, uh, you know. Right. And it's like, well, I mean, I think both Han and Leia blamed themselves for, for Kylo. And, you know, then Luke, like, everybody's blaming themselves. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's either it's either Luke's fault or it's Ben's fault it's, or both, you know? Like, yeah. you can't really blame Han and Leia for, for that, like, you know. Oh, I mean, but they blame Snoke in the end, so. Yeah, well, and Snoke wasn't even Snoke. Snoke was Palpatine the entire time. <laughs> yeah. It's even funnier. It's just... Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I guess see, the, that's the other thing. Snoke wasn't even Snoke. Snoke was. They ended up. They 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 pussyfooted on Snoke, and they didn't want to make him a character, and they ended up just killing him. It's like, oh, oh, he was just Palpatine the whole time, fuck it, you know? Right. I it, I guess it, the 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 best relationship, the most committed relationship we get in the sequel trilogy is the lesbians who kiss in the background at the end. That's it. <laughs> that's all we get. Yeah. Congratulations. There you go. There's your there's your there's your kiss, guys. There you go. Right. It's two background characters that have no importance. Yeah, because they're easy to cut out for trying to. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to hide or hide the fact that we're just. Yeah, guys, it, it, guys, you look at what we did, <laughs> but not in China. Just cut that, yeah. cut that three seconds. Hey, yeah. Uh, but, hey, I so think what, I think Finn and Poe should have committed to each other. To be honest, like I think Finn and eh. Poe, I th- I always thought I you know I kept I stood by that. I always thought that would have been a great relationship. Yeah, they just didn't. I mean. Poe just strikes me as they like just, this this debonair bisexual man, you know. Yeah. And and Finn, you he's know, like, he's like the best parts of Lando Calrissian and the best parts of uh, of uh, Han Solo. You know? Yeah. You just you just can't help but love him. And his act, I can't. Adrian, what's his name? I'm sorry, I keep forgetting the name. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, yeah, he's a great actor, man. I love him. Like, yeah. He's cool. He's he's really good. And I hope he's gonna do good in Dune. I knew that trailer just dropped it. I'm not very excited for that trailer after what I saw. I, but you know, it's, I have no interest in Dune, but I saw the still image of him in it, and he looks really cool. With like the beard yeah, no, and stuff. The, the, the problem is those the, how the still suits are described in the book, and how the still suits are described, how the still suits look in the movie are two very different things. But you know, maybe they're just doing some artistic licensing that I don't understand. Of I course, too, yes, I it's like it's like the X Men costumes that are just black leather flight suits. Great, yeah, thanks. That's exactly, it's just, <laughs> Thanks. I always uh, wanted to see Wolverine in just a black flight suit. Black leather suit because we need to make things super realistic all the time. That's what people need. Gritty realism. That's why people read comic books, right? Gritty realism. True. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a... <laughs> I just... I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. So I guess we've made our way through all the relationships in Star Wars. And just, you know, the lesson for you guys is 
don't idolize necessarily uh, depictions of relationships in movies, TV shows, books, and etc. Because sometimes they're not good. Um, a lot of times they're not good or healthy. Like, think of it this way, right? Reality TV wouldn't be entertaining if they had great, well-adjusted, emotionally mature people. Reality yeah. TV is entertaining because they prey on people with with issues, mentally, emotionally, etc., that are prone to vi- to conflict and other things. Random, random emotional outbursts, right? That, like, add, that add like that are very well comedically timed. Unfortunately, sometimes so yeah. they're good for real- TV, you know. Exactly. And it's just, it's just like one of the, it's. That is like an unfortunate fact. Like you know, nobody, nobody interesting is a hundred percent through and through. Like you know, normal. Again, you only get weird through like weird shit happening to you. You know, right? And that's an unfortunate fact. Yeah, another one of those things. And but, you know, we want to see the things with our character, our, our character we love so much. We want to see them in situations that are like ours. You know, where they're having normal relationship problems, like with Adam Driver and Marriage Story. You know. Mm-hmm. And it was just great to, it was just great to see him and stuff, and delivering that emotional impact, and just in a normal divorce situation, you know. Right. And that was something that all really appealed to us, and I feel like that's something that like a lot of us can relate to. But in Star Wars, it's really hard to pull off. That's why these relationships, it's hard to pull off regular, real relationships, you know, the day to day. Yeah. No one ever talks about going to the grocery store. No one ever talks about sharing a bathroom, you know, it's just not, you know, it's just the kissing and the sex and the dramatic saving moments and the deep romance, you know? Right. It, I, it's it's the little things, like we said, like, that contributes to the relationship over time. And right. I mean, the, and the, the truth is most relationships, like, day-to-day are, are kind of boring, right? Yeah. Like, like you're just... Yeah, we're absolutely. just here. That's, we we're just, just here because we love each other. Like you're just chilling with another. You're just chilling with another human being. You can stand being around for a couple, for endless amounts of time. <laughs> the reality of relationships is like, oh, the table's a little messy. I'll clean it tomorrow. Uh, yeah. What do you want to eat? That's a four-hour discussion. Like, <laughs> Man, you know, four hours. Not really, but you know, like it's it's one of those things. It's like most of the time, relationships are just. You know, not a lot is happening. Like, you're living your life. You know, one person is playing video games on TV. The other person's watching a TV show on their phone. Like, you're just hanging out together and and, and enjoying life most of the time. And that's not entertaining, you know? Like, so, it, it is what it is. Like, you know, like right now, I'm podcasting. My fiance is in the other room of doing I don't know what. Like, you know, yeah. you know, it's fine. Like, you know, but we still love each other. But this wouldn't make an entertaining TV show. Like, you know, panning from me talking with you on the phone <laughs> and then panning to her reading or to watching. Your, to your movies. girlfriend, I, you're saying he's always talking to that one other guy. In the- yeah. He's always hiding in the other room he's and I never see him. You know, that's what, so that's what it is. That's what it is. It's sabotaging. You know, she, she knows that you're in your podcasting because it's what you love to do and it's something you pursue vigorously. You know? Right. It's, it's just about supporting you, you know, and the fact that she's not on a camera somewhere talking shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, right. You know, it shows that she doesn't want to sabotage you. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like, you know, our, our relationship is built on love and respect and, you know, caring and everything else. Like, it's not built on, oh, you know, we fight and we come back together stronger and that's what makes us such a great couple. Like, because, to be honest, yeah. we we don't fight. Like, we have small arguments or we get irritated with each other, but this is normal life. You have friends that you get irritated with because they say stupid things. Like, it's just, it's life. And if you didn't yeah. care, you wouldn't get irritated. But we don't get mad. We don't shout at each other. We don't have yeah. vicious well, fights. Like, 
that's because you're both adults. This thing, like, people need to have these fights, like, you know, these disagreements with adults, you know, like, like adults, you know, like, they need to not shout all the time. Yeah. And, like, in, in, in all of the Star Wars movies, it's, there was always a lot of shouting. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't get mad and throw a soda can across the room and and say I killed all of those chicken nuggets. I uh, even the women and the children chicken nuggets. And then That's she do, and then she don't comforts knock. me and and then we're we're happy. Don't, don't don't knock the chicken nugget life, all right, man. man no, no, I'm not life. knocking it. I mean, I'm just saying like it's I, a life, man. I don't brag about killing chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what else did you want to cast about her? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I think, I think we're good for today. You know, I think yeah. we we covered everything. Um, so, I appreciate you joining me. And, Anytime, bro. Uh, it's always fun to just chill and like talk Star Wars with you. Then yeah. Go wild. It's like a roller coaster. You know, it's fun. Of course, of course. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate everybody and listening. If li- if, yeah. I mean, you're listening. I hope you're enjoying it too. Other person listening. Right. You, I hope you have a great day, and you're beautiful, and you, somebody loves you, and it's me. Yeah. I, I, I apologize if you guys don't like tangents. I, I think that tangents can be good as long as... Well, they're they, insightful. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, our tangents are insightful because we're not just going off about these rants about how I hate Ray because she's just a woman, and that's how it is. And I just, just <laughs> hate women, you know? These are tangents about, well, I feel like the plot in this story ties into this other thing going on in my life right now, you know? And then... And it ties back into the plot. You know, that's a good tangent. Yeah, tangents are only yeah. bad if you let them run off into nowhere yeah. and then forget what you're talking about. For yeah. us, like, we always bring it back to our initial point, like, what we're what talking we're, about. And it has a point, yeah, what we're talking yeah. about. So. Like, it's the good. tangent serves the point, okay? It's, yes. It's a point. Okay. Yeah, guys, come on. We don't have ADHD. Come on. <laughs> yeah, totally. I might, I might, but you know what? That's not the, that's besides the point. <laughs> hey, you know what? As, a, as the host, it is my job to allow you to speak. And yes. to get the most Thank out you. of you, and it Thank is you your job to entertain to the audience. Run my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for enabling to just, you know, I think I'm just gonna smash this brick wall next to me and Christian about Star Wars with a sledgehammer and just see how Christian reacts. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you everyone for listening and yep, yep, uh, yep. make sure you follow me on Twitter across the stars too. I don't, there's a number two cause that's what they gave me. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, and you can follow Matt on Instagram at I fell off my chair yep. and, and hopefully he'll post some book updates or something on there or something. Eventually I'm up yeah. to 575 words. There you go. And hey, that's 200 more words than last week. So you know what? <laughs> Yeah, I got little it's little victories, you know. Exactly. So Yeah. Alright, All right. thanks everybody for Thank journeying for with us across yeah, the stars. Help me get a high rise apartment in LA. I can't afford it. Yeah. I don't afford it. I'm a famous TikToker. We're only seven thousand dollars a month away from that. <laughs> yeah, we need guys. We need we need like in the desperate you know, we need to hit that hit that like, hit that subscribe. Right. Know? Exactly. Comment. Time to review five stars. Just on that, uh, for you guys, I, I don't believe in running uh, advertisements or anything in my podcast, and I'll never ask you for money, so we probably will never make money off this. But hey, um, man, I need this high rise. <laughs> like, don't ruin this for me, Chris. Right? This is my one chance to make it big. It's my yeah. one chance to get a high rise in LA and burn up a bunch of credit card debt, and then just declare yeah. bankruptcy and go. Exactly. Hey, yeah, live it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, all Thank, right. Thanks, everyone. I'm just going to hit the end button now. Much love. Okay. No, one more tangent. Oh, okay. okay. Uh. <laughs> Goodbye.